0: Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 84 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm your host, Colin Colhoven, joined, as always, by my two favorite co-hosts. Let's go to you first, Daryl Fuimano. How are you doing, sir?
1: Hey, I'm one of your favorite hosts. Mm-hmm. Nice. One of two of my favorite co- ah, uh, three.
0: Gotta leave Eli in there. Ah, uh, four. Pat, you're one of four of my favorite co- <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here, I'm doing well I'm trying to work off this uh, this taco belly I have Because I ate a ton of food earlier So I'm kind of full and tired at the same time It's a
0: good combo, for sure How are those salsas treating you? Or You, di- you didn't didn- have any, you fucker
1: I didn't have any, but I was the only one who kept returning back to like the kitchen To get like a second plate, a third plate
0: <laughs> Fantastic yeah, we had a little Cinco de Mayo slash May the Fourth be with you celebration at our work today, and uh, our coworkers cooked a bunch of tacos for people, and we had some beers, and there was a salsa competition with seventeen different salsas to sample and apply to your tacos. Slugger, what do you think about that? That's too many. That is too many. How are you doing today, would, sir? Like,
2: I'm good. I would. The hard part about that is like. By the time you get to 17, how do you remember what number one tasted like? <laughs> like, how do you properly compare?
0: Yeah, I agree. The judges were like, but at that point, our mouths were just, like, hot. <laughs> it, didn't, yeah. it didn't really matter. So
2: Yeah, it's almost beneficial to be first in line because the taste buds are gone by the time you get to the end.
0: Yeah, that's true. We should have had some, like, ginger or some other palate cleanser for them to take a little nibbles of. That would have been next level. Were you,
2: were you a judge?
0: I was not a judge. I organized the the day and like the the sign up sheets and stuff, but I didn't actually participate. I did try all of them though, and Gosh, my dude. my stomach is hurting right now. I must admit.
2: No, oh, I bet you'll feel it tomorrow.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll feel it tonight, brother. <laughs> <Isn't> that... <laughs> Your ass is burning, dude. <laughs> I mean the the one plus is that I didn't have that many. I only had three tacos. They're they're little. There's, these are like the street tacos, slugger. So they're like the kind of I'm sure you've seen it at yeah. them before. Yeah, they're not that big. so That's what
2: I had for lunch today.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. That's what they had Three in the cafeteria little... for the Air Force today.
2: No, I don't <laughs> do that shit. <laughs> the mess hall. like hole. the worst food.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like in movies, man, you just see the mess halls, or I don't am I using the terminology correct? It's just called the mess, maybe. I've heard it shortened before.
2: Uh, we call it the defect. The DFAC. Is, can you Can you guess what that is short for?
0: oh damn FAC. is it dfaq
2: dfac
0: oh don't fucking ah i lost it lost <laughs> i mean the it's plot. not it's not
2: an acronym oh okay it, dining facility
0: mm. yeah that's yeah that makes a lot more sense see this is why i'm not a military yeah. mind because you guys are actually thinking logically there you're just gonna shorten the word and i'm like let's make an acronym <laughs> that's gonna be way better uh,
2: when we do our, I don't want to get off track because I could rant forever about this, but when we do our annual, like, reviews, like, we have to do, get an evaluation from our supervisor every year, like, 75% of the words are, like, shortened. Oh, so, no. So, a good example would be, like, if I developed something, uh, they'll write in, like, DVL, or developed, DVLP apostrophe D, It's and that will, like, it's... But it's like seventy five percent of the words are like that. It's gross. You have to learn a whole new language.
0: Wow. I, I just have to say, I feel like if for developed the example, right? If if they're really spelling it with DVLP apostrophe D, you might as well just put the whole fucking word. You're only missing one vowel at that point, or two vowels at that <laughs> point. Like it's barely shortened. You know. Well,
2: so why they do that is they give you. You have to say like in one line what you did, like something you did. So you are stuck with one line. So you have to cram in as much as you possibly can in that one line. So to do that, you shorten words.
0: Are you talking about like it's when you're st- typing st- it? You have a line.
2: Yeah, like okay. it, it's on a PD. It's on a PDF document. Wow. So, yeah, it's stupid.
0: Wow. That's us, guys. That's America. Everybody, think about that. I'm not going to change the form. We're going to shorten all of our words. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well. Pretty interesting. Yeah, we should definitely talk about that a little bit more off air because I have questions now about how all that yeah goes down. Sounds super interesting. But thank you both for joining. Thank you, Daryl, for participating in the taco celebration earlier as well. We got a good show in store for you guys today. Episode 84 is what we've been playing for the month of, I guess, technically April. We're recording this a little bit early, but there's a bit of May in there. And yeah, lots of good stuff. I think, Slugger, you were saying you've been playing 13 games. Is that correct? It's Just insane. Yeah, too many yeah the man's a legend
2: i'll I'll explain why though as as we get there because i'll skim some of them
0: sounds good looking forward to it but first we've got a couple housekeeping things to get into i wanted to start off a little bit differently by quickly touching on the patreon and we've actually added a goal over there and daryl you and i talked a little bit about this on episode 83 but we didn't necessarily elaborate on it too much so just to kind of call it out at the top we did add a goal. The The goal is to hit 25 active patrons, which we are thinking is a good incentive to then unlock one bonus episode per month for bronze and above patrons. Those episode topics are TBD, but we've had some good discussions about what they could be. And yeah, I think that's pretty exciting. We've wanted to do more content for a while. Just life is tough and work takes up a lot of time. So we figured this was a good way to do it. So if you're interested at all, you can go check out Patreon. Patreon.com slash Trophy Talk Podcast. And if you're not interested, that's totally fair as well. Anything to add on the Patreon goal, guys? I'll if be I excited
1: to mm. do bonus episodes. Yeah. I, I, I'm having fun just doing like our regular cadence, but I think what we have planned for bonus episodes, I'm pretty stoked for that.
0: Me too. Get to stretch our legs a bit, so to speak. And yeah, just do something a little bit different than the the normal run of the show, which is a well-oiled machine at this point. <laughs> so I, I agree with you on that. Slugger, like, you were going to say something, too?
2: Oh, no, I just said like and subscribe.
0: Like and subscribe. Smash that like button, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a penny saved. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's uh, let, let's move on. We had uh, another housekeeping item I wanted to quickly touch on is just that we are recording early again this time because we're, a couple of us are going on vacation coming up. thought it was a fun thing to talk about. I haven't personally done travel in a little while really my last big trip was about a year ago at this point when I took my honeymoon Uh, and now I'm going to Hawaii next week for a week which is very cool and exciting but not nearly as far of a jaunt as what you're doing Daryl why don't you tell us in the audience what you're up to
1: Uh, so I'm leaving for Japan tomorrow so we're recording Thursday so I'll be leaving Friday night and taking my wife and I Japan for two weeks so I'm really excited I did not think we were gonna be traveling so soon again because we had just did like a really big getaway last year around uh Thanksgiving where we went to New York and then we flew to Turkey and Malta for another two weeks as well so I didn't think we were gonna be coming up again on the big vacation but I'm really excited for Japan you know just Ready to go and check out, like, all the sites, try all the food. You know, I, I even told you, calling if I get a chance, I'm going to Capcom. Mm-hmm. Taking a picture outside of their building if I can. <laughs> You're like, yes. <laughs> yes. Going home to I the motherland. Mean... Real. So I'm really excited for that. And, um, yeah, no. just going to have a really good time over there.
0: No, that's badass. Two weeks is a good chunk of time to go as well. I think for that's kind of like my max for vacations I feel like any more than that feels a bit long sometimes but like 2 weeks is perfect especially cuz the flight is so long you kind of lose like the day on either end I would suppose
1: Yeah I mean when we leave Friday we're going to get there Sunday Oh my god um, so yeah we're basically up in the air for <laughs> for almost a day I think
0: That's <laughs> so insane legit time travel in a sense
1: yeah, I will be in the future. Be yeah. ahead of you guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tell us about all the news and the gossip you hear on Twitter, okay? You got to spread it. <laughs> You'll be early. You'll know what yeah. happens. We can make stock predictions, dude. It's going to be sick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I don't know what I I'm, – I'm really bad at the the, <laughs> the posting on the social media. stuff. So, but if I see anything that I definitely think you guys should keep your eyes peeled about – Um, I'll definitely let you guys know about it. For sure. Confirmed Metal Gear Solid 6 leak
0: when he's in Japan. We're going to get it.
1: (laughs) And then next news is uh, uh, the tall smug guy has been put in jail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Man arrested
0: for leaking company secrets pleads guilty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, ain't ain't no way coming back. You're going to have to find a new host.
0: You're moving there permanently, man. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, I always get just the slightest bit, not anxious is the, isn't the is the right word, there's, I don't know, there's some sort of, like, right before a trip, I'm, I'm always a little bit like, maybe I don't want to go, <laughs> you know, like, I just don't want to do it, and then, like, once I'm, like, 10, 15 hours into the trip, and basically once you get through the flights and you get there and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna be cool. It just, like, takes me that little bit to kind of get ready for it.
1: Yeah, I kind of have the same thing, I'm, like, like, How you have your little tick. Mine is like for some weird reason I need the house to be clean. I feel like most people will probably agree with me, but I'm like going heavy on the cleaning. Like I'm cleaning everything up in the house. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason behind that is like I want a clean house when I come back because if I see it messy, I'm like inclined to clean up the house. But it's weird. It, It comes up every time. Like no matter where I go, if I'm gonna be gone for a few days, I have the clean bug like house needs to be clean it's so weird
0: that is an odd one i do get i get where you're coming from though because i would hate to come back and have like a bunch of stuff to have to clean up and unpack and deal with jet lag and like all that kind of stuff you kind of want to just come home and usually like just unpack start laundry and then just like flop down you know and relax yeah i get you for sure very good slugger are you going anywhere do you have any trips coming up
2: We might do a little like staycation to Memphis sometime in June. That'll be a little like two day trip, just a little weekend hangout.
0: The weekend trips are solid, man. You can't overlook them. Yeah, a good time.
2: Outside, outside of that, uh, mm, nothing major.
0: It's kind of nice, honestly. (laughs) I I like that feeling when it's like, I don't really have anything for like a month or two, like no (laughs) trips, nothing's Just yeah great
2: i mean my my wife wants to do disney again in october and i'm like we we just went mm.
0: <laughs> i think we're gonna go again in october as well to disneyland right, dude let's link up mm-hmm. although you're probably going to that's... disney world yeah
2: no she wants to do disneyland
0: oh 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 snap dude that would be cool dude. yeah i'm going with my wife and one other couple so
2: we could do a podcast live from from a disney resort
0: Oh, we'll, we'll go to Carthay's on the square or whatever. It's like that fancy restaurant in Great America. Oh, dude. Record from there. Have a cocktail. Mocktail for you. It's going to be, be fantastic. Sick. Okay, we're going to make it happen, guys. Bonus episode. Hit that Patreon goal. <laughs> <I> <laughs> we will record the same thing live thing. in Disneyland. <laughs> <It'll be> <laughs> <episode. laughs> we will record from the Galaxy's Edge Star Wars exhibit if we hit that that goal. <laughs> Very cool. All right, well, let's get into the show proper. We are back with another round of the guessing game. So when I was talking about this a little bit with Daryl before we started, I think I'm correct in saying this is round seven. This is our third. We're starting our third rotation, basically, of all of us. And TBD, we're either going to do this as the last one, or we might do one more round before we switch it up on you guys. Keep you guessing, okay? So we're running out of runway here for catch-up. So just to get everyone up to speed on the points again. Your boy in the lead, no surprise. Six points. Coming in second, Daryl with four points. You know, clinging to scraps. And then in last place, we've got <laughs> we've got Slugger in three points. Who we find out is actually an Xbox gamer. He doesn't know what trophy. <laughs> <are. laughs> so yeah. Wah, wah. No, I'm just fucking with you guys. We're we're pretty close here. We're basically within uh, a few weeks of each other. <laughs> so it's gonna be good guessing game round seven it is my turn to create the game are you guys ready to go yeah <clears throat> okay so i'm Let's going i'm going to are you looking at the doc don't do it because i'm no. un un uh All right, unchanging the font okay so here we go we're going to start off with the bronze trophy first the bronze trophy's name is in mint condition and the description is to get your first artifact okay (laughs) (laughs) boo all right okay 75 percent of games
2: (laughs) these days have artifacts
0: that's exactly right so we're really dialing it in (laughs) okay next up silver trophy the title is do it with an exclamation point and the description is to have cleared memory meadow okay you guys good on that yeah okay Final one we've got here our gold trophy, Dis- or the name is a grand tour, and the description is got all puzzle pieces in the game. Okay,
1: pick oh, the good one, Colin.
0: All righty, so go ahead and uh, send me your answers <clears throat> via Discord so that they do not get shouted out, and uh, we'll go from there. I'll give you guys a few seconds to do so. Thank you for the for saying that though, Daryl. It's getting hard, man. You're g- you'll see here you're next it's it's i can't i can't find these games that you overlap the puzzle
2: on. the puzzle piece is throwing me off yeah me too
3: mm. oh, okay.
2: I'm, just, I'm sticking to my guns
1: okay. what's the second one you said the silver do it.
0: yeah cleared memory meadow is the description bruh bruh okay I've received Slugger's answer.
1: Damn, dude! Put the put the pressure on me. I don't have one yet. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, we're gonna start the Jeopardy timer momentarily. We will count you down. <laughs> it's... No, take a take That's a some... second here. Need me to read any of the other bronze or gold again?
1: No, I think I, I think I'm good. Fantastic! You just, just stupid one artifact. Mm hmm. That's right. Oh my God. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Dude, I'm just throw anything out there. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I feel like a dumbass. I, when think, I figure
0: out. think Daryl had an aneurysm, dude. We broke his brain <laughs> <laughs> with the artifact trophy. All right. Answer sent. Maybe Damn he's going to get beat by the Xbox boy. Let's find out. Okay. So, reading them again, and then I'll do the answer. So, the bronze was in mint condition, and that description was to get your first artifact the silver was called do it with an exclamation point and the description was to have cleared memory meadow and the gold trophy was called a grand tour get all puzzle pieces in the game okay the answer well actually let's let's do this first from slugger we'll go with who sent their answer first slugger guessed astro's playroom interesting guess interesting guess (laughs)
1: Well, you mean interesting? That's the answer.
0: Well, hold on. Got the theater, dude. (laughs) Then uh, for Daryl's answer, he sent us maquette. Okay, interesting answer there as well. The correct answer is Astros playroom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cannot think of a game that had the puzzle pieces.
0: Yeah. How'd you come to that, Slugger? What gave it away? The
2: the memory meadow. So the artifacts, I had no idea. I, I immediately thought of Uncharted. Um, There's probably a freaking trophy in that game called, or like to collect an artifact. Yep. Um, And then Memory Meadow. And I was like, fuck, I remember all the levels had, there was like, was it Ram Highway or the GPU Highway? No, GPU Jungle. GPU
0: Jungle, uh, Cooling Springs, SSD Speedway, Memory yeah, Meadow. Yeah, they're all tied. yeah.
2: To, like, pieces of the PS5, or, yep. like, components of the PS5. But then the puzzle pieces almost threw me off, because I don't remember collecting puzzle pieces at all in that game.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of those. I, I almost went with uh, the DLC. There's three DLC trophies for the game, right? And one of them is a gold trophy that says... I guess you would have figured it out with the name. But the description was really cool. It was like, got a total speedrun time of seven minutes or under. And I was like, oh, man, like... But the name is uh, Run Astro Run. And I was like, well, that's just going to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> so Obviously. So, yeah, I was inspired from Pat playing this game recently for his YouTube Let's Play series. Oh, and yeah. and then I was looking for a, a game to do for this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, you guys have definitely both played this. So why not? And it happened to have some uh, some cool trophies. Nice. So, so good job. That brings the final points to myself still at six. Slugger, you are up at four points now, tied with Daryl for second place. Daryl still at four
1: points. So damn, yeah, the Xbox guy got me this time. He got you, dude.
0: I think what it was is maybe uh, Astros Playroom was on Game Pass. He might have played it there. <laughs> <laughs> Un- uh, unclear, <laughs> unclear. There's a, there's some sort of hack going on. All right, very good. Uh, next up I wanted to get into some plat shoutouts. So these are pulled from our Discord, which is linked now on our Twitter and it's also available on our SoundCloud and on our Patreon. You can find links to the Discord if you're not a member and you want to join, come on over. Some very cool people in there and some fun discussions. So every episode I go through and look at the Trophy Room and the Platt shot channel and pull various Platinums from the last few weeks. So Number one, we've got ourselves Emerson with Fantavision, which is sitting at a 0.28% on PSN profiles for PS4. They also got Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which is sitting at a 1.18%. I think that's Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite 3. I actually forgot to write down the number for that, but either way, very cool.
2: No number, just Infinite.
0: Oh, just (laughs) Infinite. Oh, you're right, because it would be MVC 1, 2, 3, then Infinite. I got you. I got you.
2: I, sn- I snuck that one in there. I don't mean to hijack. I snuck that one in there you because up. I don't, I'm don't. i always impressed by the fighting games, and I know he's been boosting a lot with uh, Skrillis and other community members in the Discord, so it was cool to see someone come out of those boosts with the plat.
0: Yeah. One man emerges from the battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. I was like, did I write that down and forget to put the number? But no, you had snuck it in there. Sneaky, sneaky, dude. Also, um, Fantavision, I believe he's working on a trophy guide for, so that was pretty cool, and I wanted to to shout that out as well. Uh, Number two, we've got Lee War coming in with Minecraft Dungeons, which sits at a 22.23% on PSN profiles for the PS4, and just threw that in mostly because Slugger, you had just played that, so you know kind of how many trophies are in that game and how long that game can be, and yeah, kind of cool. It's also a cleanup for me. And number three, we've got Sushi with Trackmania Turbo, which is sitting at a 0.66% on PSN profiles for PS4. Really rare platinum there. And I believe you had also played this one, right? Or is this a different racing game?
2: I I mean, I've played it. I think I have like one or two trophies in it. That is a really hard game. Yeah. I would argue it's up there as one of like, I don't know. If you look at like a top 10 list of hardest platinums, that's probably on a lot of those.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Damn. Okay, well, very cool. Number four, we've we we've got Mr. Collector coming in with Watch Dogs, which sits at a 8.43% on PSM profiles for PS4. There's an online component to that, I believe, as well, so good job getting that done. And then last but not least, we've got the Slide G Cooper coming in with God of War Chains of Olympus, which sits at a 33.89% on PSM profiles for the PS4 slash 3. I guess it's PS3 and yeah just threw that one in there because that's the only uh of the mobile or like the vita style slide G- oh my gosh what am i saying it's the only of the psp slash portable style god of war games that i have got the platinum in and i'm still missing ghost of sparta so i really like that one thought it was cool thought it was worth shouting out Do you guys have anything to add daryl let's go to you first any comments on the plat shout outs any of them you want to give a shout out to?
1: Uh, just going to shout out Mr. Collector's Platinum for the Watchdogs. I like that he um they <laughs> reached out on the Discord about boosting the tailing trophy. Oh, yeah. I remember how funny that trophy was <laughs> when I first yeah. got it. <clears throat> and I f- had a hard time finding people at that time, so I can only imagine how harder it is to find people now. But I would say that's a fun trophy to get if they're if, was really active to this day it's really fun i remember just being able to like hide and like confuse people and they could never find me like i was just like hide in the car or like <laughs> you know do something it was fun it was like a game of hide and seek with it, which i really enjoyed
0: that's very cool I've, I've not played that game yet actually or the second one or the third i guess now either so that watchdog series is a real blind spot for me from the ubisoft catalog is the first one the best, you would say, or is the second one the best?
1: Ooh, I've always wanted to play the second. Um, It's it's always popping up on my wish list, but the first one's the only one I've played. Oh, okay. Gotcha.
2: The, se- the second one's way better.
1: Ooh, okay.
2: It's so good. It's really good.
0: It's San Francisco area as well, right? Like Bay Area? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. Slugger, anything you want to add about any of the, the Platt shout-outs before we move on?
2: I'll buy along with Daryl on the Watchdogs. Um. I agree. I just cleaned this game up at the end of uh, last year. And yeah, that getting that trophy was a lot of fun. The one where you have to stalk so many people and like get away with it. Cause I would do the same thing, like hide in cars and <laughs> or hide behind like a, a dumpster. And then you can tell like the person you're invading to them. You just like, like if they see you, you look like a normal NPC. Um, so they'll, most of the time you'd invade people and they would like look for you for a little bit, but they only have a certain amount of time to do it. So once the timer got within like a minute or two and they were like getting really close to losing you, they would start, in my experience, they would always start freaking out and just blowing up cars. <laughs> <and> like,
3: <laughs>
2: I'd be like chilling on a roof, watching this guy in the street looking for me. And he's like losing his mind, trying to find me, just causing mayhem, just shooting every civilian he possibly can (laughs) like and then the cops get called it's just pure mayhem and i'm just chilling like not even near him (laughs)
0: that's amazing on a park bench down the road (laughs) just watching
2: it's actually a really fun game mode like i i don't know i feel like you could expand on that and almost make it its own game it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um yeah and then minecraft dungeons you touched on the only thing i want to say about that is that's a hundred and five trophies, and they're probably going to add more because it's a Minecraft series game. So, your god, that's a that's a hell of an, an accomplishment. That's a lot of stupid friggin' trophies.
0: Dear god, I haven't actually looked at all at the Minecraft Legends list or whatever because that, that game came out pretty recently, didn't it?
2: It kind of like came like I don't want to say it went.
0: Yeah, I didn't hear much had, about it though.
2: Yeah, there was like no buzz, surprisingly.
0: Yeah, I I think it was like decent as well. I don't know, I'll have to look into that. Huh. Cool, guys. Well, congratulations to our Platinum earners in the Discord, and obviously there were a lot more that I didn't pull for this particular purpose, but congrats to everybody on all your recent accomplishments. And next up, I just wanted to give a special thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We really, really appreciate it, and of course, allows us to do what we do and to continue to host the show on our RSS feed and... Yeah, it's it's really great, you know, supporting the race and all the kind of stuff that that allows us to do. So I wanted to give you guys a special thank you and shout out. So that's a big thank you to Maximum Carnage, the Sly G Cooper, Skrillis, Pat the Trophy Hunter, King K Sixty Nine Sixty Nine, B Down, Diego Juan, Toaster Bunny, Larry or Zach Lurie, God damn it, dude, that one every time. <laughs> and then First Mage. And actually, I think. Toaster Bunny, I apologize. You had changed your name on Patreon to the Portland Kevin, so I should have called you that. But whatever one you want to do, we'll, we'll, we'll shout you out. So thank you very much for the, for the support. Really appreciate it. Okay, guys. You ready for the questions that have come to us from the community?
1: There's a these lot are, of them.
2: These are banger questions this week.
0: Yeah. You guys oh, yeah. are putting your thinking caps on mm-hmm. out there. We really appreciate it. Gives us some good stuff to talk about. So... I'll read the first one, and then, uh, Daryl, you can read out the second. Slugger, you can read out the third. That way it's—we'll just go in order. We'll just trade off. So I will start off with King uh, KingK6969's question. Okay, he says, While playing LEGO Jurassic World, I noticed an E.T. Easter egg. This made me realize there are a ton of classic movies that never received a sequel that seem to have no chance of becoming a LEGO game. What three classic movies that never received a true sequel would you choose to make a LEGO Classics collection? My choices would be E.T., The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and The Wizard of Oz. Really good choices there, sir. Slugger, let's go to you first, actually. What do you got for this?
2: This was a really hard one. Uh, The first part of it was trying to figure out what constitutes as a classic movie, and then trying to think off the top of my head what had, had sequels and what didn't have sequels. So I ended up scouring, like... Classic movies that deserve a sequel list for like probably an hour. Um, and I just picked my favorites out of those. So I went with Who Framed Roger Rabbit for number one
0: banger movie.
2: Yeah. Have you seen that, Daryl? I have. Yeah. Great. I, man, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember loving that movie and watching it a ton when I was little, which is kind of interesting because if I remember, I was kind of adult themed as well
0: yes very (laughs) the the, very adult (laughs) themed but it was i don't know it got away with it because it was like somewhat you know was half animated or whatever so i think parents just kind of overlooked it
2: i just remember there being cool like wacky scenes in that movie like uh, there was one specific part where they like found a box of like the acme stuff oh yeah from like uh Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner and like Looney Tunes type of stuff. And they were like using the holes where like you'd pick up the black hole and toss it on like the side of a wall and someone runs through it and you'd take it off. (laughs) Uh, Lots of just cool, like zany elements with the combo of the animation and the live acting in that movie that I think could translate pretty, pretty well into a Lego game. And then um, Beetlejuice was number two, Mm. kind of for the same reason. I don't believe that got a sequel. At least it was on the list of not having a sequel. But yeah, just like... I was trying to think of like... I don't know, just wacky movies that would fit well in a video game where you could go nuts with like the Lego universe. And Beetlejuice seemed kind of up there because again, just lots of zany, weird things happening in that movie. Uh, I could almost like picture how they could do some of the abilities for the characters of that. And then... um. I don't think it counts as a classic movie cuz it's fairly recent. Uh but Wa- Watchmen was my third one. Yeah. And I could see that being similar to like the Lego DC or Lego Marvel where you have all the different characters. That's I don't know, that's such a good like comic series and I the movie they translated the comics pretty well to it. So yeah, that's my 3.
0: Yeah, I think that Watchmen's a great choice too cuz they've also like clearly worked with Warner Brothers and DC, you know, before on projects. I think it's probably just that it's slightly too adult, I guess. Like, although you could do some funny sort of, like, satire on Watchmen, I think, and make it a little more kid-friendly, potentially.
2: And it's hard to say. Yeah, I was, I was trying not to focus on the adult side of things. No, me um, neither.
0: Me neither. I'm just saying more of general, why they haven't done it, potentially. That's all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It had me thinking, like, in general, that... That IP, I guess, feels like it could make a dope video game.
1: Those maybe, are mine.
0: Maybe they're working on it at some point. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, but good choices, though. Very good. Daryl, let's go to you next. What do you have for this?
1: Uh, like Slugger, it was kind of hard for me to to figure out what exactly is a classic movie. So I just went by like classic in my own definition, just like movies I grew up on. These are movies that I often think about when I was a kid and watching movies and I think the games will make good LEGO games because they're not too violent. Um, but they, they they still got a little kid side to them. Except for one of them. It definitely got a little bit out of control towards the end of the movie for sure. <laughs> um, but the first movie uh, that I will say is The Goonies. Fuck yeah. It's a great, great choice. I figure just, you know, being the kids out to... Find some, you know, pirate treasure, and then they're being chased by some baddies. Something that would just make a good kid's game. Legos, you know, you could definitely do something with that. Absolutely. Uh, Second movie would be Small Soldiers. This (gasps) is the one I was talking about where it got really crazy towards the end. Yeah. Where you just started seeing Barbie dolls that were just freakish, man. (laughs) Frankenstein looking. Uh but yeah that was a good one. I really like that movie.
0: That movie I used to I remember owning the VHS for that and I watched it all the time. I just thought like the two factions of warring like toys were really cool. Now that, now that I think about it in retrospect it's kind of like a play on GI Joe, I guess. But at the time I didn't know that and it's like man it's yeah it's it's really cool. I I love that movie.
1: It's just funny because like as a kid you're like for me personally, I was like, oh man, the soldiers are cool. They're the good guys. But as <laughs> you yeah, watch the movie, like, damn, these, these guys are freaking crazy, man. I'm, I'm on the monster side. Yeah. I'm with those guys.
0: The monsters were cooler toys, too, because I think you could buy some toy, like actual ones
1: of them. And at least the main couple ones. And then they were sick, dude. Yeah, that was a good movie. I really liked that movie. And last but not least is A Bug's Life. Mm. So, Bug's Life. I would say, out of all the Pixar movies, it's probably like my favorite one out of the bunch. Just because um, I, I have good memories of this movie. I played this. Uh, this movie. It had a game on PlayStation. <laughs> I remember having a lot of fun with it. So, it, it definitely, I had to. I had to shout it out.
0: I think Bug's Life is super good too. It's it's maybe like in my top three or top five for for sure of like animated Disney Pixar stuff. Those are great. Slugger, have you seen Small Soldier in A Bug's Life?
2: I remember being scared of Small Soldier when I was a kid,
0: because
2: <laughs> <Like, laughs> it it took a dark turn from what I remember. I haven't seen it in forever, but they were little assholes.
0: Oh yeah, they but, yeah. It starts fucking shit up in that in that house in that neighborhood. Oh my yeah. gosh.
2: Uh Bug's Life. I get this confused with ants. Was Bug's Life the Pixar one? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, they've already done a few Pixar games, so that'd be, like, right up the alley for Lego.
0: I want to see A Bug's Life in Kingdom Hearts now. That's what I'm talking about. Because since they're under Disney, you know, they could do a whole bunch of, I don't know. Dude, that
2: could actually be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think it'd Where be cool. like,
2: you shrink down to bug size, running through ant hills and yeah. fighting wasp or something
0: yeah but i think it was crickets was it crickets the grass or were it the grasshoppers uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's right that's right i always liked their little bar setup they had <laughs> like there's a scene yeah. where they're all just like chilling in this bar like drinking basically like
1: in the sombrero yeah exactly
0: <laughs> they're getting like one drop of something at a time and the mosquitoes are all like fucked up because <laughs> they're just like <laughs> just drinking it all oh uh, yeah it's pretty funny um yeah so f- I thought this was a really cool question cuz like it has multiple parts like you guys said where it's like what is classics and for some reason in my mind I kept jumping to like oh classic movies means like 80s movies and then when I was on that like train of thought like I couldn't really get out of it one of the answers that I did want to say though but it it has too many like sequels is um Godzilla I think would be kind of interesting cuz there's a whole bunch of different like monsters and stuff in that universe and you could do almost like a lego like rampage style game where it's like destruction and yeah it could just be something kind of different maybe like building but also destruction you could play both different sides or you could play some levels as godzilla some as people but i was like all right that's there's too many sequels that can't work so i ended up going first with big trouble and little china which is super random movie and i'm not sure if it still holds up in the the pc sense <laughs> so i haven't watched it in some time but kurt russell you know he's got a pink tank top on he's got an uzi he's driving a big sort of like rigged truck he's in san francisco there's magic there's monsters there's some some cool lightning effects and stuff going on it's it, i think it just has some some set designs that would make for cool levels and there's enough like variety in the characters and the things that are in that movie that it could work and that's kind of how i landed on my second choice as well which was john Carpenter's the thing and this one's kind of like skirting the line a little bit because it does actually have a, another movie in the franchise, but it's a prequel and it came out in 2013. So like way later. And yeah, the, the reason I thought this one could be cool as, leaving aside the fact that Lego is generally kid friendly is like, because of all the different customizations for your character and like for like what the Lego designs could be. Cause the thing just takes so many different shapes and forms and it's like crazy looking and like, being able to play different versions of that thing and have different abilities based on that to get through the levels would be pretty fun. And then the last movie, I ended up settling on RoboCop, but I don't know if that's, like, really a great answer or if there's how many of those there are, but I, again, was just, for some reason, like, fixated on, like, the 80s. And so I kept thinking, like, all right, what's another, like, movie that could be cool for that? And, yeah, that's what I landed on. I think I would like to revisit that and come up with something different eventually. But, yeah, Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, and RoboCop i like that you guys had movies from different eras though like yours weren't all older which i think is is great
2: i must throw interstellar on there oh. i'm like but is this considered classic because <laughs> to me it's a classic dude like that's a classic movie
0: that yeah that would be really With cool actually fuck i also wanted to say <laughs> poltergeist but i think that all that has a, a sequel a third game too i don't know i was in my i couldn't i couldn't get off that train of thought anyway yeah Next up, uh, we've got a question from the Slide G Cooper. And, uh, Daryl, did you want to take us in on this one?
1: Yeah, sure. So, Slide G Cooper, he wants to know, what are your overall goals for gaming and non-gaming this year? And how are you on track to meet them? Uh, so, Colin, I will throw this question at you, man.
0: Oh, shit, dude. Let's go. So, let's see. I'll, I'll start with the gaming goals first. And I think this is a good question to you because it's May, right? We're kind of almost halfway through the year. You got to check in on how you're doing with your goals. And for gaming, what I really wanted to do this year was to hit 100 Platinums. That was like criteria one. And then as we started getting more into completion percentage, I wanted to go for 65% for profile completion percent. But I actually think I'm going to up it. You heard it here on the show, guys. I'm going up to 67 because that would give me a clean 10% increase overall from last year I'm not sure if I can do that but I've been doing pretty well started at 57 I'm at 60.2 so I'm I'm doing okay and if I do more cleanup games I think it'll help so that's that's kind of where I'm at for that and I'm at 91 platinums right now so only nine more to go so I think I can definitely hit the 100 plats and then yeah 67% would be the completion percentage goal. And then for non-gaming stuff, it's a lot of like improving the house. Like I want to get rid of some of this hand-me-down furniture we've had for a long time and kind of just get some new stuff going on. So we're looking at getting a new couch and like a new like big chair for like the living room and then a new coffee table and a new desk for like my setup. And we've set aside money already from like taxes and stuff to to help get some of these things, so it's just about getting rid of all the, the furniture, it's surprisingly hard to get rid of furniture. Like if you're trying to donate it and stuff, like finding a company that will either accept it or come and pick it up or yeah, it's actually been way harder than I thought it would. And yeah, so we're, we're in process for that. And then last thing would be, I would like to run a half marathon this year, which would be the longest I've ever gone. It's about you know, a little more than double a 10 K, which is the only races I've done so far. But uh, the one I'm looking at is there's one in late August and there's also one in October. So when I get back from my trip at the end of June and I'm, like, here for a while and all settled and stuff, like, I'm going to start training for it. And depending on how it's going for me, I'll either do the August one or the October one. But that's, that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to continuing to get better at running. So, yeah, that's it for me. Let's Yeah, we can go to you, Slugger. What do you got?
2: Uh, hold on. Doing math really fast. Okay. Math. Please hold for math gaming goal. I think I said originally, I I don't know. I've, I used to make like plat counts like, Oh, I want to get X number of platinums this year. That's kind of gone away as I've focused more on the completion percentage. And I believe in our new year episode or right before that, we're talking about gaming goals for the year. And I said 62 completion overall profile completion percentage was the goal. I'm at 56.6 right now. Um, it takes me forever to go up like i'm talking like i have to get four or five bronze trophies just to go up 0.01%. Yeah, wow. Um so i think 62 for the year is probably a little high. I think i'm leaning more towards like 60. I think is still doable for me. Um and then so i would say i'm chugging along on that. I think i started the year I don't know, around 53, 52 or 53, I would have to look. I logged it somewhere. But then, yeah, follow-up goal, as I focus more on the backlog and try to not start too many new things. I have 864 games played on my profile right now. Damn. And 359 completed games on my profile. I would like to get to 400 completed games, so what is that 41 essentially complete 41 games that I have trophy progress on before I have 900 games played. Uh, So this is why I was doing math. So I need to do, uh, let's see. I mean, that that's probably doable. I would have to start 36 new games before I complete 41 off the backlog. I guess that I've, Run into that before. It's not out of, uh, I don't feel like that's unheard of for me to do that.
0: Yeah. You can go on streaks with new games, you know, a few in a row. It happens. Yeah.
2: So I want to try and keep games played under 900 until I have 400 completed games. So that's kind of my goal right now. I don't know if that's like a do it by the end of the year goal, but that's kind of what I'm gunning for for backlog cleanup. And then let's see, life goals. Um, Colin, you'll be proud of me here. Cool. I'm, on a good running streak right now nice i have done um what is this five runs in the last two weeks damn dude um very good i was yeah i was going really hard with the running way back in october before i joined the show or really the end of summer last year into the fall before i joined the show and i was feeling really good and i was getting like i was noticing i was getting faster and i was able to like go longer and longer without stopping a walk. And it was just like a total boost to like my mental health and self-confidence and just felt really good about myself and then I don't even know why I fell off, like just totally fell off after October. I think the weather started to get shit and I was like it was one of those things where like it was like I'm going to take a break for a little bit and yeah. then a little bit and then, oh, it's so bad to do. Like, don't ever do that if you're working out. Like, <laughs> if you're going to take a break, take, like, a day or two max and don't let yourself go past that uh, unless you get, like, injured or something. But, yeah, I've done five runs in the last two weeks. My goal for the rest of the year, I don't know if I can stick with it the whole year, but I'm going to aim big, is to try and do at least 30 miles a month uh, for the oh, rest yeah. of the year.
0: That's pretty good.
2: So for May right now, I'm a little behind because it's May 4th. And I'm at 3.3 miles, but I run anywhere from like a mile and a half to three miles. So there's going to be some days that are shorter runs and some days that are longer. So I think it's a pretty doable goal. And right now I'm trying to do like two days on one day off before I was doing a day on day off day on day off. So I'm kind of switching that and doing two running days and then a day off. And then, so yeah, I guess a life goals is more fitness focused and I'm just 30 miles a month
0: that's that's really great I, I think that plan is solid too for like your cadence you know unless you're trying to increase your max distance then you can start doing like two short runs yeah, a week and then it. yeah and then the one run a, a week is longer and then you're you like basically keep your short runs a week to something you can do every time but you always raise it a little bit so like yeah. you know you go from 1.5 minimum to like 1.75 do that for a week then go to two and the, you know stuff like that um yeah which is pretty fun, like, but it's pretty sick. And
2: I, I'm glad I'm like back in it. I already got the bug. Like I've been coming home from work and I'm like itching to run again, which I haven't felt that in a long time. But it all kicked off cause last week was like absolutely insane for me at work. And I had a really shitty day at work. Um last Friday or yeah, I guess it was Friday. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go run. Like I need to go move my body. I like I need a break from the kids. My wife's got the kids. I need to just go jam to music and just release some stress and then i finished and it was just like oh man so glad i did that like i feel so much better yeah and then i just kept going so i mean it's only been five runs but which isn't a ton i know you gotta stick with it a little longer to really build that habit but i definitely got the bug again uh to keep going so yeah very cool
0: that's great man Fantastic, and just to, for reference, guys, on uh, Slugger's games played number that he that he just like casually threw out there, I have one hundred and ninety six games played. Okay, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> significantly less. So it's way easier for me to raise my uh, profile completion percentage. Still, I think like I think a single bronze gets me 0. .02. Yeah, is, like which six, is
2: nuts. Six, Sixty would be huge for me because when I started this whole caring about completion profile percentage like a year and a half two years ago i think i would i started it at like 42 percent. so i've already jumped 14 percent with a little bit more focus on it so if i could get to 60 that would be like massive i think overall end goal is like 75 if i can get to 75 i'll be happy i think that's a nice clean number because then if i start games but they're too difficult to finish really as long as i can get a majority of the trophies and get it a, a list above 75 percent, like I won't be hurting my overall percentage. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That's how I feel too. There's just some stuff I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna get it past a certain point. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very sick. All right. Well, Daryl, let's go to you then. What do you have for this question from the slide? G Cooper. What are your
1: goals? Uh, so goals for gaming. So. Like you calling, I would like to do a hundred plats this year, but I think that's just wishful thinking. So I'm gonna aim a little lower than that. So I'm going to try and shoot for seventy five platinum's this year. I think that's achievable. Uh, where I'm currently at, I'm at sixty six plats so far. Um, going off, you know, based on how I go with games, I think seventy five is a uh, it's a reasonable number for platinums. Mm-hmm. I think eighty is probably where I want to shoot for, but um, I think seventy-five is a good uh, is a good goal for me at least. And what I want to do as well in between trying to get platinums is to start working on older games I have. I have online servers, and the reason being is just you know out of fear of those servers shutting down, like. I have, like, a list of games I need to play because they're older games. They're probably games people don't really play, even though they're still pretty new. So, like, games like Star Wars Battlefront, Squadrons, uh, Division I, we've been talking about that. Uh, Tropical Five. I started that years ago, and I'm thinking about playing that game pretty soon. Mm. I definitely want to play those older games. Try to get that percentage up with them. And it'll probably uh, help me to sleep better at night, so I'm not thinking about, you know, those games I can no longer get the platinums for. Sure, yeah. So, and what? But,
0: what's that? Um. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the. Oh, Knockout City, I think is one that's going. You never started that, but that's another one of those servers that's going away soon. And I think Smackerly spent a lot of time on getting that done on the Xbox side, and I'm just. I haven't done it and now I'm like, I don't think there's time. And I'm also like, eh, that'll just have to be one just gonna live, dude, at fifty four percent. Just it's just gonna live there.
1: I don't know. Yeah, thankfully a lot of the games that um no, that I have that have online multiplayer are games like Call of Duty, you know, I'll I'll never have to worry about those games, their servers shutting down. So I'm in the clear with those games. But, you know, the games I mentioned, those games have been out for a while. You know, the player-based community is not really there as it was, like, day one. So, like, those are the games I'm, like, trying to prioritize once I, you know, finish RE4. Um, Non-gaming goals. So I have a couple they kind of line up with what you and slugger have said you know more on these life goals health goals so one of the goals that i've been you know pretty consistent on is like trying to cut out fast food Mm -hmm. and like i've kind of just like made it clear that fast food to me is like these big chains like mcdonald's wendy's you know these were places i always ate out um at least once or twice a month You know, so I've been cutting them out. I still eat at other places like local joints, like very like like hesitant to even eat from those places, too, because it's like, well, they consider fast food as well. I can get in, get my food out pretty quickly. But like as far as like the bigger chains, I've been pretty good at staying away from them. Except for chick fil because I just love that place. That's the <laughs> one exception I'm going to make for. <laughs> Out of all the chains, that's the only one I'm giving my money to, because I love that place so much. All right. All right. Fair um, enough. But other places, you know, I've been like, it's, it's even hard for me now to be like, you know, my wife's always like, she's, she's the chef in the house. She's cooking. So she's always like, what do you want to eat for dinner? I'm not, I'm really tired. I can't really cook. I'm just like, ugh, I'm not really craving anything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Except for fast food. I know. So, like, I I really, like, I don't even give her an answer anymore just because it's like there's nothing out there I'm really craving or want to eat. So I've been staying away from that, so I'm pretty proud. I'm hoping I can continue that till the end of the year and hopefully just going forward permanently. And the other one is something I've been really thinking about lately because, uh, I'm sure Dwayne's just talked to you, Colin, but he's been working out. Oh yeah, no, of course he's letting he's been everybody going know. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, dude. He is letting everybody know.
0: Yeah, you talk to him about anything, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that or I can't do that because I'm going to the gym, dude. I've been going to the gym every day. It's like, all right, we're talking about tables. How does this come up? I don't. know. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, uh, no. it's funny.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's funny when he talks about that. He's like, you know, my wife looked at my butt the other day. She said, my booty had muscles on it. Yeah. It made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up. That is hilarious. let him tell me about that. I definitely had that drive, too, when I was um, you know, working a lot out in the gym. I was going really heavy in the gym, just going like every day, maybe even two times a day. So I, I remember how good it felt to like go into the gym i fell off for a few years haven't really gone to the gym for like the last two or three years but hearing him talk about that then my wife also took me to the gym earlier she had like um she gave me like a christmas gift like two free classes so Mm -hmm. i went and it felt pretty good but the thing that i really liked the most and what surprised me even more was just when i was able to keep up with the running i hate running Running mm. is like the worst thing you could tell me to do, <laughs> but I got on the treadmill, felt pretty good, and then just for some unknown reason, dude, I cranked that sucker up mm-hmm. and I was like hanging, like it, it was hard. Man, I was running like the cops were chasing me, dude. <laughs> I was like, boom, boom, boom. And my wife was like, Dang, you can run fast. I'm just thinking. can run if i really wanted to do it yeah but that's just like another thing i've been like i haven't really ran since that time but i've been thinking about it. it's definitely been on my mind lately just you know there's some days i have where i'm like dude i can't find the, the energy to do anything and just like slugger i feel like just running might be able to help with that
0: it is so weird how exerting energy will give you energy with running but that's how it feels to me Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. And then I'll do it, and I'll be like, oh, I feel like I I can do anything now. Like, I can cook, or I can do... You know, it's like, I'll go play some stuff. It's weird. It doesn't make you more tired. It might actually, the first couple times you go, if you haven't gone in a while, because it's really, like, your body's got to get used to it. But after a little bit, it starts to be very energizing, I find. So, go for it, man. I support it.
1: Yeah, when I uh, definitely find the courage to to run around my neighborhood i'll definitely uh let you guys know
0: oh dude that's next next level dude everyone knows me in my neighborhood i swear to god every time i'm running people are like give me a little hey how's it going you know it's like it's hilarious and they're probably like this guy goes all the time we've had people tell us like you're so consistent because it's like we go the same <laughs> we do this like the same schedule basically three times a week so yeah it's cool always Good man. Well, I like your goals as well. I think you can get 75 on your plats for sure. I-, I was just like remarking to myself like how the way you play your games is just different, and that's why your plats come at different times. Cause like you kind of like peanut butter spread, I feel like, on some stuff, and then you're like, all right, this one's got multiplayer, I gotta knock that out, or like this thing's gonna go away. I need to do that. And then like you'll come back to stuff more. Whereas I feel like I kind of just like one stop shop it. I just do it and I do one game. And then, that, and then I just move on to the next game. <laughs> so, it's a yeah, it's kind of a different approach. I can't handle too many yeah. things.
1: I'm pretty consistent in that regard. Like, I'll start a game, and then maybe it just doesn't really pan out for me. And then maybe play another game. Yep. Then another game. But then, like, during those two games that, that I've just played, I'm always thinking about, you know what? I'm going to go back to that one game that I played. I yeah. don't want it to be one of those games where it's just like, oh, you started this game three years ago.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh man. We'll talk about that in a little bit when we talk about what we've been playing, but I did another one of those games. that was just a huge gap where like resident evil seven for me was four years. Right. And the last of us remastered was six years, five months. <laughs> just insane. So. All right, let's move on. There. I was Thank- trying to, Oh, go ahead.
2: Uh, I was trying to speak up earlier and I had muted myself and I forgot. Oh, you um, fucker. <laughs> I know. I'm a bad host. <laughs> so i get this. Uh, I feel like you definitely gotta get to the neighborhood running. Like it's such a good way to meet your neighbors, I'm learning. Because yep. like Calm was saying, you build such a, especially if you're consistent, like I'm now known as like, Oh, you're the dog guy. You run with the black dog around the neighborhood. Um That's right. But I've I've met so many neighbors that way. Uh the one yesterday was really funny. I was like in my neighborhood's small. It's like a probably half mile loop, which is pretty good for me to like work on timing. But anyways, I'm running and there's this random old lady standing in the middle of the road waving at me. Like four or five houses ahead of me <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god. Like what does she want? Like <laughs> is she going to yell at me for having a dog out? Like
0: slow down." But...
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be like a Karen moment and she's like pointing at my ears cuz my earbuds are in and I'm like, "I know, lady. I got to like pause my run and pause the music. I'm working on it." And like <laughs> I pause everything and I pull my earbud out, and she's like, "I turned my phone into airplane mode. Can you help me, like, get out of airplane mode?" <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "My name's Paula. I live right here." I'm like, oh, "Okay, nice to meet you, uh, Paula. Here's how to get your phone out of airplane mode." And I'm thinking, like, this poor sweet lady's not gonna remember a damn thing I just showed her. Like, it was funny though. Like, that I would is never really have funny that interaction anywhere else. If I was doing anything else, but. Yeah, great way to get to know your neighbors.
0: Oh, that's next level. I feel like what happens is when we run, like Steph has headphones in or earbuds and I don't. So people will like say things to both of us and I'm like the only one who responds. And sometimes I'm like, hopefully people don't think she's like super mean <laughs> because she just never <laughs> hears them. and I'm the only one who's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and she just, <laughs> just keeps running. So
2: we'll see. And I think running outside is way easier than the treadmill. Every time I run on the treadmill, I get gassed so fast. My legs hurt. My feet hurt. Like, it just doesn't feel right. I feel like the the outdoor running is way better.
0: Yeah. It's just, yeah. The scenery, you can distract yourself by, like, looking at the, you know, the neighborhood or, like, you know, wherever you're running. If you go trail running, it's really easy to just get distracted. So, yeah, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Next question comes to us from Zachary. And Slugger, do you want to read us in on this one? <clears throat> Let's do it.
2: There seems to be a rise of people using wheel pickers to choose the next game for them to platinum. Have you guys ever used or thought to use one of these? If not, what's your process for choosing what's next to play? Um, Who wants to kick us off? Colin, do you want to lead this one?
0: Oh, shit. Let's go. So, the wheel picker, huh? Basically ah dude I have such a weird relationship with this concept because I love it in theory and then when I do it the problem that everyone has I feel like is like it picks something and then you're like "Oh, well, I don't want to do that right like <laughs> and so it becomes this whole exercise of like well I should select things that I truly want to play to even put on there so there's already like a level of curation that goes into it which I think is kind of like against the whole point of what it's trying to do which is to force you to do things out of, like, your immediate comfort zone that you have to do. So I've I've definitely, like, thought about using them, for sure, Zachary. I think the closest I've come is Backlog Picker, which, admittedly, I don't even think I necessarily do what the vote is every time. It's more just to kind of get a general, like, survey of, like, what do people think about these options? And even lately, I've just had such a regimented plan with what I'm going to play next that I haven't even really toyed around with this too much. So I'm probably the least experienced when it comes to the whole wheel picker idea, but I, I do like it. And if you're someone who like, you feel like you can stick to whatever that picker ends up choosing, then great. You know, I think it's a really cool way to just like sort of remove that element of choice and just kind of dive into something and you'll probably end up liking it. You know, that's almost always what happens to me is I, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I want to go back and clean this up. And then it's like, Oh, actually this is pretty good. I don't know why I stopped playing it before. Except for Death's Gambit, that game sucks. Um, so otherwise, though, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's what I would say. But um, Daryl, what do you think? What do you have for this?
1: Uh, I think the wheel picker, the will the wheel picker, is uh, is a cool thought. I think it's cool when other people use it. I feel like just when you use it. Uh, same problem I have as Colin. I I just feel like I can never abide by the game that's chosen. I yep. just feel like, oh, you know, everybody wants me to play this game. Like, well, I was really hoping you pick the other game because that's the game I'm more interested in playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's funny too because I, I when people post that in the Discord, like, backlog um, picker, I'm always like interested to see what games they put up there. Um, that's the thing that that I find more fun. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. to see what game you know they posted, and then to see what other people have voted. You know, I find that pretty cool. I mm-hmm. uh, have I ever used it or thought of using one. I have not used a wheel a wheel picker. Um, I don't even know how to, to do that. Uh, it's pretty simple. I feel like it's a simple thing to do. But what I did have at the time. Pick games for me was my wife. So whenever I pick or whenever I beat a game, I'll have like three or four games, and then I'll lay them out and I'll ask my wife, who who knows absolutely nothing about games, I was like, "Hey, can you pick one of these games?" And I'll play these next, and which was good because she she had n- no idea what the games were, so she was just gonna choose one, and I'll be like, "All right, cool." <laughs> Even then, I still never played the game she she chose, <laughs> and she knew too. She's like. Is this the game I I picked for you? I'm like, "No, it's not the game you picked." And why did you have me pick? Well, I was tell her, I was like, "Well, the game you picked kind of sucks. I did not want to play that one. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to play pick this one, which I really wanted to play, but you didn't." So, I'm playing it. I'm vetoing your decision.
0: Mhm. Mhm. So, ultimately, you're still making the choice. So, it's like, "Oh shoot. You know, <laughs> I should've just done it in the beginning."
1: Yeah and for the second part um what's my processing for choosing what's next so this is the one i I give a little bit more thought into so lately i haven't really been following it. i definitely want to play the games i purchased right away day one so like re4 um i play that one but if you look at the games before i definitely have not played them um when i picked them up day one so dead space calista protocol God of War Ragnarok. I have not played those games, so I'm definitely not following. I'm not practicing what I'm preaching.
0: I can't believe so, you've not played God of War Ragnarok yet. That is so astounding to me because of how much you like the first one.
1: No, it's pretty sad. I'll, I'll, I'm a little bummed.
0: <laughs> yeah. But,
1: oh man, it's, it's it's a struggle when you're a trophy hunter.
0: You'll get around or... to it. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping to get to it. You know, it's I'm gonna
0: like... it's gonna be fucking great when you get to it. So, yeah, you know, you got you got something good waiting for you
1: yeah so in the mid so that's kind of like how i prioritize what i'm playing right away it's just the games i play um or the games i pick up day one and then like from there i kind of like sprinkle in like the games i talked about like games that i'm pretty sure online servers are bound to go um you know they're bound to go out of service so those are the games i kind of like sprinkle in in between and then that's kind of like My top priorities, like day one purchases and then servers are closing down. Those are usually how I play my games.
0: That's fantastic. Just quickly, Slugger, I know I want to go to you next, but I forgot to answer the second part, so I feel bad now. So uh, to kind of speak to that a little bit about how I choose what's next, it's really similar to what you were saying, Daryl, in that if I've purchased something, especially in more recent years, I am going to try to play it as soon as I can and get to it as soon as I can, because otherwise, once it gets beyond your your dashboard, like, once it's uninstalled, like, let's be real, dude, then it becomes a problem of, okay, I gotta go, like, search through my library again, find it, put it back on my homepage, reinstall it, and I feel like it's just, it's way less likely you're gonna come back to it, so, yeah, when I buy something, I, you know, install it right away, and then I'll just look at it every time I turn turn on my PlayStation, and that's kind of like, okay, I gotta get to this thing, gotta get to this thing. And then, other than that, I I really do as well, like, consult a a calendar and sort of, like, Game Informer always has a good, like, list of, like, here's what's coming out every month, because it's easy to forget about stuff, and so you're like, okay, I'm gonna try to do this game this month, then maybe this one, like, two months after that, or, you know, find the few that you're really excited about. But, of course, the problem for all of us is that there's those surprise announcements, those things that come out of nowhere, and those just, like, totally throw off your plan, right? Like, the new League of Legends game that you were talking about last time, Slugger, Convergence, had a trailer that dropped that's like, oh, it's actually out May 23rd. It's out in three weeks. And you're like, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm hyped, but like, god damn it, dude. Like, I just, that like totally messes with uh, what I was thinking of doing. So yeah, that's kind of the decision making process. And let's go to you, Slugger, for what you have to, to say.
2: Um, okay, I gotta stop leading with, um. that's a, just throwing that out there. <laughs>
0: Oh, you don't have to tell me, dude. I do the edit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> I do, uh,
2: I've never done the wheel picker, but I totally agree with, the like, we got the backlog picker in the Discord. I've used that a few times, but like you guys said, the problem I have is, like, I, always, I sometimes put games in there I don't really want to play because I think, like, oh, maybe if the community picks it, it'll give me a little extra motivation, and it doesn't. And there's been a few times where like the games that I don't want to play win. And I see it and I'm like, uh, I'm going to pretend I never posted this backlog. <laughs> picker, <laughs> delete I'm delete gonna, message. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to ignore everyone who voted
0: hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent.
2: And then I do it again. I think Daryl said this. I do it with myself too. So I started this process. I still do it time to time. Cause it's kind of fun just to, it gets me through my library, um, to check it out. But, I will sort my whole PlayStation library on the system from A to Z and then I'll on the top left there it talks about like the total number of games in your library so we talked about my number of games played the library is embarrassing as well it's like 532 right now
0: dear god so
2: yeah so I'll go to I think you can just google RNG and it's built into Google and it pulls up a random number generator and you can pick number X through X. So I'll say number one through 532, however many games in the library. Mm-hmm. And it spits out, you know, 222. And then I'll scroll down 222 games and see what that game is. And at first, when I first came up with this idea, I would try and play that one. But I also didn't like not having a little bit of choice. So I started doing like three selections. So I'll spin the RNG... Uh, thing on google three times and then see what three games it gives me and um, pick the one I want to play the most out of those three games and then what I started doing as well I used to never hide anything in my library it was like I would like to at least check out all of these but I've started as I get older and thought about this more I've started to realize I'm not gonna have time to play all this stuff and if I land on a game with this RNG picker and I look at it and I'm like, man, I don't want to play this. I don't know if I'll ever play this. Like if I'm having those types of thoughts, I'll just hide it. Like mm-hmm. just get rid of it. Get it out of the library. Don't even count on it.
0: Yeah. If every um, time you look at the game, you're like, I'm not even like tempted at all to play it. Then why is it there? You know?
2: Yeah. And there's tons of games like that, that I have from like PlayStation plus or I bought in a stupid cheap sale at one point for like three bucks. Cause it looked kind of interesting, but then I lost interest. So I've started to hide more and more things out of the library to try and clean up and only have things I'm interested in checking out in there, but it's still a process and there's still a lot of games there that probably need to be hidden. So yeah, I guess to answer the question, I do actually try and do that time to time, especially if I really don't know what I want to play. I tend to do that after like big completions. Like once I I still didn't finish Hogwarts, but Once I kind of completed that and got the 100% in the game, because I still have to do those stupid bullshit trophies where you play the start of the game three more times, I was kind of at a loss of like, I don't know what I want to do now. And I sat there and spun that stupid RNG wheel like probably 10 times and sat there for an hour counting out hundreds of games. And then I was like, you know what, screw this. And I moved on and just pick something I wanted to play. I think I pulled something off the premium service or the PlayStation service. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Long answer short, I l- like this type of stuff, but it's really hard to abide by it, especially if it picks something you're not necessarily interested in.
0: Yeah, I think that that's some really sound advice. I tr- Yeah, tr- I don't know. I've been trying to do better about purchasing, but you know, we, like, I was like, I'm just going to give myself five games this year, and I've already purchased two or I'm about to have purchased two that weren't on that list with Convergence and then I already purchased FF6, which wasn't originally a game I was going to pick up. So it's just tough. I mean, what I was thinking about so much when you were just talking there is like about how the real losers in our libraries are, in my opinion, the PlayStation Plus free games that you have no progress in yet. Because when it, what it comes down to is like, okay, do I have progress in this so it's working towards a cleanup? you know that will make me go back to something or play it more likely than not and then the other option is like did i spend money on this if i've spent money on this like grand theft auto collection i bought gta vice city and three for like or or, sorry three vice city and san Andreas for you know the full price at some point i should play those because i spent a lot of money on them but like ps plus games like kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning or like you know ghost runner even some of the i'm like dude like fuck, when am I actually going to play this compared to, like, the other items that are in my backlog? They're so low priority, you know? um, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but, like, I almost never end up choosing one of those when it's a consideration.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I feel like usually those games I don't prioritize at all. Um, they just usually, you know, they go straight to my library and, you know... If I ever feel like I want to play them, like Vampire has been one that, or is it Vampire or Vampire. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. I think Vampire. vampire. Is fine. Oh, is it
2: Vampire? Okay, shit. I I always thought it was Vampire. I don't know. Shit. Okay.
1: I, I think that's a PS Plus game. It's one that I'm like interested in, but it's like one that I'm like oh, well it's there, you know. If I ever want to play it, but it's definitely not ever gonna be at the top of the totem pole for games that I really want to play.
0: Totally yeah
1: yeah i I'm in the same boat
2: i I mean I claim everything and I never have intention to play it all, but it's like realistically, I have the service for the cloud saves and the online play. So the games are just a bonus to me. I don't feel like I'm paying for the service just for the games. Uh, sure. so I don't feel as big of an obligation to check them out, but I do claim all of them because there have been a good handful of games that I've played like years after they came to PlayStation plus. And it's like, holy shit, why didn't I play this sooner? Like, this game's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, So it's it's nice to just have them there if I want them.
0: Yeah, I mean, totally. And there's been some great ones, like Journey I, I did through PS Plus, God of War 3 Remastered. And you know, we've played a bunch of For Honor. Yeah, you know, Detroit Become Human. And so it's not that there's not good ones in there. I just think, especially now that I'm more focused on completion percentage this year, it's, it's rare that I'm going to pick one of those that I haven't started, at least. Um, but yeah, very good. Thank you, Zachary, for the question. Okay, let's go to Toaster Bunny's question. They want to know, how do you guys feel about in-game systems that let you cheat out trophies like in-game debug menus? I feel like they can help alleviate an occasional trophy that gets bugged, like Jack 2, or work around a game I'm not playing normally, like Ark, but they also run the risk of letting players cheat themselves out of a great experience, such as in Subnautica. I could also ask the same about something like changing difficulties at the last checkpoint to earn hard mode trophies. All right. Very, very interesting question and thought here. You know, I, I think, um, let's go to you. Hmm. Slugger, you just, let's go to you, Daryl, and then we'll go to you slugger and I'll go last.
1: Okay. Uh, so uh, how do I feel? So first off, I had no idea this was a thing. I did not know you could cheat out trophies. Um, let alone, you know, Ebug menus can help you out with trophies. I did not know that was a thing. So, when Slugger and I were boosting with them, I believe this question came up. And in my head I'm like, what's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean cheat out trophies? Huh? What? What is that? So, kind of kind of looked into it and saw that yes it is a thing. So, I was really shocked that you can do that. Um for me um it's not really a huge deal breaker. I feel like depending on your case, I feel like it would help. It's like you mentioned, like if you have a bug trophy, you know, that you could certainly do that. Uh, I think Skrillis had a very <laughs> he had a very uh tragic, tragic story about that. And I was like, Whoa, that's not good. Apparently <laughs> I guess he tried it and it basically like locked him out of the trophy, if I understood him correctly when he told that to us. Oh man. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it can go both ways. It can, it can definitely help with the trophy, or can definitely uh, not working out for you as well, like in, in Skrillis' case. But <laughs> the thing that I really want to highlight is like the risk of letting players cheat themselves out of a great experience. This is the thing that I want to focus on because I think when it comes to playing video games, for me, the experience is like the most important part. So. When I play games, I'm usually the blind playthrough kind of person. I like to go in. I don't like to, you know, definitely don't like spoilers on my first playthrough. But I'm definitely, like, staying away from guides. Like, I know, like, for RE4, you pull up your guide on the treasures around the map, you know, in your first playthrough. Yep. For me, I don't like to do that because it definitely takes me out of the experience. I don't want to have to, like look at my phone or my computer, look at the guy, look at the game, try to figure out where I'm going. You know, it, it definitely takes me out of the experience and I really have a rough time with the game. So it's not really, it's like apples and oranges And comparing like my experience with like cheating out trophies. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the trophies, you know, cheating out the trophies would definitely take you out of the experience. That's the thing that concerns me because like Subnautica, like now that I know you can cheat out Trophies, I'm not really tempted to do that, but Sub- Subnautica is definitely a game I would like to play. And for me to just, like, cheat out trophies, I think it would just be, a, you know, like a disservice to the developers. Like, oh, yeah, the trophies are what concerns me the most and not the experience of playing Subnautica. Right. Um, the thing, too, is, like, I always thought this was cheap, too, changing difficulties at the last checkpoint to earn hard <laughs> mode trophy, I thought <laughs> yeah. that's super yeah. cheap. Yeah. And hey, you know me, man, I, I like I like to have a story behind every trophy in the Platinum. I like to share my stories. Oh, you know, this is how I went through the Platinum. I'm sure we all have a story about a trophy that pissed us off or a trophy that was hella funny. You know, stuff like that. There's always stories behind the trophies. Right. So, like, changing difficulties is one that I have a rough time with, um, specifically because I'm the guy that likes my games to be tough at times. And I'll kind of go over that when we start talking about what we've been playing. That's kind of like my characteristic when it comes to playing games. Like, I like games to be challenging. I know that's not a thought shared by many people, you know. But I like... It's more satisfying for me that I beat a game on the hardest difficulty or something that was very challenging. You know, I like that stuff because I can be like, yeah, I did that. And, and you know, I just like when people are like, oh, man... That, that's one of the hardest trophies to get. It's like, yeah, I know, man. It took me a lot of hours and a lot of trial and error to get that, but I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know? It's very cool to share that with people.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting point of like taking away the experience by using the debug menu or the potential experience. Like, Of course, it should be said, Like, you could end up trying the game for 15 hours and being like, I still really don't like this. <laughs> but you could have the experience of well, I made myself play it, like you're talking about Subnautica, which I've not played, but it's supposed to be great, you know, and you make yourself play it and it's like, "Okay, cool, like I actually really enjoyed my time with that." It really yeah, that 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 sentiment plays into the whole notion of, you know, the trophy hunting versus like how much do you let the trophies control what you play and how you play versus, you know, enjoying the games themselves. And everyone's a different point on that spectrum of like what's more important to them, you know. So, Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, Slugger, what about you? What do you have to say for this?
2: I don't really mind it. Uh, I mean, in the games he listed specifically, I kind of like it because those are games I would like to check out. But I know Ark, if you do it legit, you're looking at like hundreds of hours. Uh, But it still looks interesting to check out. In a game, I don't know. Those big open-world survival games, Subnautica has it too. There was... um, God, there was another place. Oh, Conan.
0: Yeah, Conan had that, that right. Like so. Correct.
2: That one had a debug menu. I don't know. Those are interesting games. It's hard because it feels like a case by case basis. I wouldn't want this in every single game I play, but it's also kind of cool in a big open world game like that where there's really no goal to have that option there because then you could go in and be like, "I'm just gonna dick around for thirty or forty hours." and not worry about trophies, and I can just have fun with the game. And then whenever I feel like I got my fill and I'm done with it, I can go into the menu and just pop the Platinum. Yeah, it's like disingenuous and it doesn't feel great, but it's selfishly like not wanting to start new games and not finish them. Like, it's kind of cool knowing I could go into these games and check them out and get a feel for them without having to worry about the list ending up with a low percentage. So, it, it, it depends. Definitely don't want it in every game, but I guess the only thing I would knock, which I don't really understand, is people who would open these games up and go straight to the debug menu, pop a whole bunch of trophies, close, and delete the game. I don't really get the point of it if you're doing that. I guess it's no different than, like, shovelware at that point. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you literally open this game just to pop free trophies and close it, and you never actually, like, played it. Yeah. It's just a little weird. Not for me. I'm not going to knock people who would do that Because I think some people in the Discord have, but uh, I don't know. To me, it's just, what's the point by then?
3: Mm
2: -hmm. And then uh, the difficulty thing, I'm all for that. I'm doing it right now in uh, Ishin Like a Dragon, or Like a Dragon Ishin, Because you can do that game on whatever difficulty you want up to the final chapter. And then in the final chapter, switch the game over to hard mode and pop the trophy for beating the game on the hardest difficulty. My thought on that is I'm a grown up now and it's a single player game. I don't have a lot of time. I'm not affecting any type of online leaderboards or or like ranked matches or anything. I just want to go in there and have a good time. So if I can like make that experience for me, more enjoyable and less frustrating, I'm going to take full advantage of it. Mm. So, Okay. okay. That's what I got.
0: Yeah. Again, it it comes down to you're talking about like some of the things, the practices that we wouldn't do or would do. And again, I just want to reiterate, I think it's kind of all depends on that spectrum of like when you're playing a video game, how much of what you're playing is because you want to enjoy the game and you like the game and how much of what you're doing is because you're going for the trophies in the game. And however you fall on that, and there's no judgment one way or the other, but however you fall on that is going to highly determine what types of games You play and like how you interact with with the ecosystem so yeah for the whole like bug the debug menu like i i can only think of two instances actually sorry three where i've known that this was like a thing in games that i have played so duke nukem 3d and doom 64 both have options to essentially like teleport to specific levels or Give yourself, like, god mode. You could, like, go through walls. Give yourself full ammo, infinite ammo, like, that kind of stuff. And I will admit that for Duke Nukem 3D, I did, in fact, use those because that game is really tough. And it is fucking confusing. But I did at least play through. I gave myself some of them. So I basically gave myself all the weapons and infinite ammo. And then I just would try to play the levels normally. And then if I couldn't get through it or I was lost or whatever, I would, you know, use the debug menu and get through it. And then for Doom 64, I didn't use it really at all. Maybe, like, very briefly to go to, like, one secret level or something. But, like, for the most part, I just played through it and really loved that game. But the weird one is fucking Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy. The weird thing about that game was that the X-axis was inverted by default with your camera controls. So when you move the right stick to the left, the camera went to the Right? Right. That's just weird. Like, I'm ne- I, I just, yeah. I'm like, my brain was like, what the hell? And I was reading that you can actually go in and open the, the, like, developer, like, debug menu or whatever, and you can change it there. And so I did that, and it was, like, really cool, um, and that was, like, a positive experience I had had with that. I think, in general, I, I agree with you guys, though, where it's like, you should just maybe play the game somewhat, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I'm not in favor of opening up the debug menu, popping all of them, and deleting, but... Also, like, I'm not necessarily saying you have to go through and get, like, the full, like, 50 hours with the game before, like, that's acceptable to do. Like, I think it's, it's worth it to try the game and see, like, how, if you like it and stuff and, like, give it a solid shake, you know, a couple gaming sessions. And if you're still like, yeah, th- I'm just not really having fun with this, then, like, at that point, if you want to do the debug menu and get the trophies, like, who am I to say that you shouldn't do it? Um, Yeah, and then in terms of, like, changing the difficulty at the last checkpoint, I find that a little... Like, it's kind of hit or miss. I've done it once with the Call of Duty uh, level for Mile High Club in Modern Warfare Remastered. I didn't do it for any of the other levels, though, in the game, which I felt pretty happy about. And it's another one of those, like, personally, like, I'm not sure how I would feel about it. And it's kind of come down to each game. Like, Yakuza is such a long game where if that option is there, I'll probably just use it. But I'm also, like... I try to at least play games on normal. Like, I really, really, really hate to go down to the easy difficulty. I feel like it's like, what am I doing? Because I used to play all my games on hard, then it went to normal. And it's like, at some point, it's like you need that pushback. You know, I don't necessarily need it to be the hardest thing in the world, but I don't want to just like coast through the game without having to think most of the time. So I try to keep it at like normal. And if there is like the, you know, a difficulty trophy in the game, then it's like, okay, well, I got to. You know, I got to step up and do it. At least that's how I think about it. But for something like Kana, Bridge of Spirits, like, I'm sure, I don't know. Like, that was another example of being able to do that. It, it would really just depend on the game, I guess. So, yeah, pretty cool question, though. Hopefully that's uh, that gave you somewhat of an answer there, Toaster Bunny. And thank you guys for, for your responses. We got a long ride in now from Maximum Carnage. Daryl, this one's yours.
1: Oh, yeah, let's go. So, greetings, Spongebob. Patrick, and Squidward. Gentlemen, festival season is fast approaching. This is the shit I live for outside of gaming. Next month, I'll be camped out in the field at the Download Festival, surrounded by nearly 80,000 people. Holy moly. Who thinks 4 a.m. is a socially acceptable time to go to sleep? I'll be smoking, brushing my teeth with cider, and not showering for five days. (laughs) Talaga are headlining Thursday and Saturday night, Slipknot are closing the festival on Sunday, but fr- Friday is headlined by a band I have zero interest in. <laughs> he didn't even mention who the band yeah, is. Yeah, no names. No <laughs> name. <laughs> so I'm thinking Friday evening will be an evening in the camping chair, smoking, drinking, and jamming on the Vita until my friends with poor music taste return. Wh- which game should I play? Hill Zone Mercenaries? Raymond Origins? Tearaway? Is it Tearaway or Tearaway? Tearaway. 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 Uncharted, Golden Abyss, Resistance, Burning Skies, or other? So, Mm. first things first, we're going to need to figure out which of the Spongebob characters we are. I'm calling (laughs) Squidward. Oh, shit?
0: Okay, I'll be, I'll be, fuck, I'll be Patrick, Patrick.
1: Nah, dude, you're not a Patrick. I mean, I'm uh, ready. I, I'm ready. I'll, I'll, I'm ready. <laughs> See, you're definitely a SpongeBob.
0: We can't have two SpongeBobs, dude. <laughs> you know, a tree SpongeBob would sacrifice being SpongeBob so the other person could be SpongeBob, dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll be I'll be Patrick or SpongeBob Slugger. I'm I'm cool with either. We can trade off. You're you're probably
2: the most qualified to be SpongeBob because you platinum all the SpongeBob games. So
0: oh shit! Ah, all right, that's fair. That's a, that's a nice way to look at it. I'll take it. Let's see. Who should you who do you want who should go first on this one? What do you guys think? Slugger, you wanna go?
1: Let's go with Slugger.
0: Okay.
2: I've played all of these. These are all Vita games. I got the Platinum and Rayman, Tearaway, Uncharted, and Resistance. I do not have the kill zone platinum, but I'm pretty I got all the online stuff done, so it's primed and ready to go for a platinum whenever I get around to it. I am thinking based off where he'll be, he'll be smoking. Sorry, let me find. It's a Friday evening in a camping chair, smoking, drinking, jamming. I originally said Uncharted and Rayman Origins, but I almost want to nix Uncharted because if he's going to be smoking, drinking, jamming, I think he needs something more casual to play. Something you can just pick up, put down. You don't really care about a story. You just need something with good gameplay, short little bursts, mm. Uh to pop in here and there so i think i'm gonna solely say rayman origins and i don't know that there's a better answer easily i think rayman origins and rayman legends are probably like hands down the best platformers you can play on the vita i would almost argue even the ps4 uh, i got the platinum in both of them Friggin' love them they're great games the origins platinum is also pretty easy too. Compared to the Rayman legends, there's no like weird online components. It's just kind of like go to every level, collect all the things in the level, complete the time trials, and the platinum's yours. So keeping it more casual, get yourself some good gameplay, forget the story, jam to music, enjoy your smokes and drinks, and have some fun with Rayman.
0: Wow. I'm I'm pretty compelled by that argument, I have to say.
1: <laughs> I yeah, go ahead, Daryl. Um, so I I kind of went about this question analyzing what he's doing and which of these games would probably be the best fit for you know this excursion. Uh, but I I have not I have never owned a Vita. I have never played any of these games. Um, never even heard what they're about. Like obviously, I've heard of Killzone. Uh, Resistance. We have talked about that recently. Uncharted, Demon Origins, Terraways One game I have not heard of, or even know what it's about. I guess depending, like, like what Slugger said, he's gonna be smoking. He's gonna dr- be drinking. Maybe casually talking to people at the at the concert he's going to. I feel like he just needs a game that's just like he doesn't really need to put a ton of thought in. Probably wouldn't even need to care about the story because it's probably just gonna be so loud there, like. I think he just needs something just to be chill and just play. And I think Rayman Origins is probably one, too. I'm, I'm going with Rayman Origins. I don't know anything about the game, but I feel like that's probably a game. Out of the other ones, uh, that would probably be the better fit. I mean, the other, the other games seem like they have a story. And I feel like just where he's going to be, he probably wouldn't even care about the story. Yeah, I just want to yeah. play something in the meantime.
0: Well, is, so is Killzone Mercenaries like against bots? Like I'm kind of imagining like mercenaries from Resident Evil, because if it's like that, maybe that could be pretty fun too.
2: No, there. I mean, there is a bot zone. Uh, you have to pay for it, so it's like five bucks, and you can unlock the bot zone. But the there's an actual story there. There's like a little six to eight hour like campaign um that you can play on that tearaway is very like music i don't know there's a lot of like music play in that and i think you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't like play that game with headphones on uncharted obviously very story heavy resistance burning skies there, i mean there was a story there that was just single player campaign and there was a little bit of multiplayer kind of a forgettable game i don't really remember too much of it but yeah, yeah.
0: See, I kind of interpreted this a bit differently in him saying like and like the jamming I didn't take to mean like listening to the music from the show or like listening to the music from other stuff like jamming on the Vita. I'm thinking like he's going to just be playing games like smoking and drinking, sitting in this camping chair, assuming with like headphones in or something for the Vita. So I was like, oh, that would be kind of cool, like to get a little fucked up and experience like some of these like stories when you're a little stoned or a little drunk might be kind of fun. So, I and I just, I know nothing about a lot of these games till you just broke them down. So, my mind, I was like, well, I really wish I could play Uncharted Golden Abyss because I like the Uncharted games so much. So, that would be, like, a fun thing to, like, play. But after hearing your argument, I feel like Rayman Origins is, like, clearly the answer. Um, I, I just think, like, that's that's a really great game that, like, you're saying you could just put down after, like, 10 minutes, it sounds like, and just maybe, you know, like, okay, cool, I'm going to go, like, talk to someone for a sec, and then going to go have a smoke or I grab a grab a beer or something come sit down play another couple levels like then look on my phone like it's not going to like you know pull you in the same way that maybe some of those other ones would so yeah I'll go with the uh, Rayman Origins as well you know what I'm really sad about though slugger I just looked at my profile to confirm and I do in fact have progress in Rayman Legends <laughs> so I, uh, uh yeah I've no. got to do I've got to do the dailies as well i think that was one that i started with steph just like for fun because it was free with plus yeah i'm at seven percent get your dailies going Ugh, God,
2: it gets kind of addicting doing the dailies I, I, yeah i think i talked about it on a previous episode i was at the point where i was looking forward to them.
0: yeah i think you, you did say that it was like not too you know it's not too bad you, you look forward to just doing a couple of them every day that's a game i, I should do i don't know if it's going to be a this year cleanup but that's another one that i'll get to 100%. So, yeah, maximum, though, enjoy the festivals, dude. Have a great time. I That sounds awful to me, 80,000 people. But uh, if you enjoy that, and I know you do, you're going to yeah. have a blast. So in, have a great time, man. <laughs> that sounds like it's going to be insane. All right. Final question of the show comes to us from Skrillis Slugger. Why don't you read us in on that?
2: Skrillis says, Okay. Okay. It's kind of a question that requires a bit of research, but I think this will be fun. Take a look at my PSN profiles. Each of you pick a separate game that I absolutely need to finish. Platinum, not 100%. Please just say why, other than maybe it's close to being complete. So he wants us to give our reason why. Okay. So what game do I need to complete and why? Everyone choose a different game. Fantastic. All right, Colin. Fuck. Oh, well, you just spoke. We'll let uh, Daryl go.
1: Yeah, yeah, make him go. All right. Uh, I'm going to say Elder Scrolls Online. Boom. (laughs) Dear God. (laughs) Have fun. (laughs) No, that's not my game. But I feel like I should should at least say that because, you know, Scrolls is not the only one who started that game with high hopes of playing that game throughout the year.
0: Don't remind me that I have to clean it up more at some point. (laughs) Don't do
1: it. I uh-huh. knew that was gonna happen, man. I, I definitely made the right decision.
0: Well, it better not happen with our with our next planned co op game that we've been talking about. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, <laughs> I can't I can't handle it. At least that one, I guess, would be trophy progress. But continue,
1: continue. <laughs> so I put some honorable mentions on there just because um, these are games I really like: Sekiro, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and uh, some Resident Evil games. Man, what are you doing? surprisingly
0: dude when I noticed that yeah. too, I was like what there's he has so yeah, man. many of them with no plats
1: yeah you definitely want to go back and get those platinums but these are games I really enjoy playing but the one game I will call out that had me kind of shook was stray mm. um, I remember stray being a pretty pretty big hit last year and I was surprised to see that there was no platinum so it kind of had kind of had me thinking you know I should ask some questions like did you not like the game? Did you just like not really enjoy it? Maybe you played it and just never gotten back to it. So it definitely had me thinking, like, is there something up with the game?
0: Yeah, it's supposed but to be short definitely. too. That's the other thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought too. It's short. Maybe there's a speed tr- There's the speed running trophy in there, so maybe that turned them off. But mm, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Should definitely uh, check out Stray. Don't Colin, you haven't played it, right?
0: I have not played it, but it's been. I know I would like it. It's just uh yeah, I don't I don't own it and I don't think it's on like it's it's with uh the extra tier with PlayStation Plus. It's not like part of the original catalog or anything, so I'd have to buy it and I'm just not sure I would wanna buy it necessarily with I have when I, with how much other stuff I have. So yeah, I've not I played it.
1: I feel like I'm reaching, but Slugger, I feel like you've played straight, right? Mm-hmm. Or am I getting that confused?
2: Yeah, I got I got the platinum.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's my game for Skrillist, Stray. Uh, hopefully you can get that platinum.
0: That's great. Good choice, sir. Good choice. Um, Let's see. I'll, I'll go next. So okay. m- my my answer, that... so again, same thing. Finish the Resident Evil games, dude. What's going on here? All right. And you, you call yourself a Resident Evil fan. I'm not going to stand by it. All right. I saw three games in there, no platinums, including RE Village and RE3. Okay, not necessarily difficult re platinums either you've got uh, the remake one done so these ones should be easy you got remake two I think too so you got some of the harder ones out of the way I think re0 is also in there but I if I recall correctly he just really didn't like that game which totally fair it's got some weird mechanics but the game that I ended up landing on was the last of us part two and I've I think I've talked a lot on this show and just in party chat about how much I like this game and the story and how like wonderful I think it is as an experience and when i was checking out the trophies that you needed you had a lot of the like the like main playthrough like out of the way so it looked like what you would need to do is basically just have the ps5 trophies like all-in-one collectible guide up and just go through the game because all you have is like getting the trading cards upgrading your weapons you know getting the journal entries the conversations like it's all the stuff that basically just comes with like getting everything in the campaign when you play through it and if you haven't touched it in a while and after having watched the first season of the HBO series, it might be kind of fun to, like, just go back to. You just put it on easy and just kind of go through the game. And I think, it you're like, you're doing yourself a disservice to to only have visited that game for that few hours that you did, I think. And, yeah, pretty cool. And you could even, you know, do some of your grounded. You could do some DLC stuff if you wanted to get a couple of those trophies, the permadeath run or something. You could combine it to get even a little extra percentage so yeah last of us part two is what i had like what about you
2: i was really hoping he had ratchet and clank 2016 on his list because i was going to throw that out there so fast it's not there he hasn't started uh, it yet. for all yeah for for anyone who doesn't know Skrillis, he tries to tell me it's the worst game ever made and it's a disservice to ratchet and clank and we always argue about this and he's never played it so your opinion doesn't matter
0: Oh,
2: um, <laughs> Yeah, we got. I threw Alien Isolation at him because mm-hmm. I think you, me, and him were playing this as a group last year, or was it two years ago? It was two years was ago. Last year,
0: yep, two years ago.
2: Holy man, time flies. Mm-hmm. So two years ago, we played it as a group. We're playing together and party chat and going through runs together and having a blast. And then you got the platinum first, Colin. I believe I got the platinum next, and Skrillis just dropped it. He beat the game, got all the trophies, other than one shot trophy, which was to complete the game without dying, and the one where you have to die. I believe a hundred games or a hundred times to the alien. Yeah, and it, like the one shot trophy isn't. It's not too bad. You can kind of you can abuse the saves and get through it, and it's. I think I died a few times on the easy mode because I ran it on the easiest, but even then it's still like, if you're about to die, you can just stop or force close the game and go back in and you're good to go. Yeah. Um,
0: And after having played on Nightmare before, like the easy run is like, you know, trivial at that point.
2: Yeah. But we like, I don't know, it was a group effort. We did the show together. We did a little episode on YouTube. Check out CKPars on YouTube to watch that episode. Oh, thanks. Uh, Talked all about the game it was a great time. And then, yeah, all he's missing from that experience is that platinum. So that was my mention. Even if he doesn't do it right now, I think he should definitely dive back into it in October. And I don't know. I, I kept telling him, you got to do it now. Well, you got the skills and you know, the map and you know how the alien works. Cause you're going to go back and it's going to be tough. So God's yep. God speed scrolls.
0: <laughs> I do think he's, he said he was going to do that for speak this year. Yeah. So, so maybe that'll get done. That'd be that'd be cool, because that's a great choice as well. Daryl, you've not played that game, right? I
1: have not. Oh, you, no, you dude, you would fucking love it's that game. It's so good.
0: Yeah, you, you as a, an Outlast Platinum Achiever for Outlast 1 and 2, like, you know, Outlast 1 doesn't have a Platinum. Huh? But either way, you like those kind of horror experiences. You would dig it.
1: Oh, no, man. It seems a little too scary for me.
0: Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> dude, if I played it, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you, Skrillist. And thank you to all of our patrons for the submitted questions there. Some really good ones this week. And so hopefully you guys enjoyed the discussions and the answers. And with that, we'll pass it over to Slugger for the PlayStation Plus Roundup.
2: All right. Really fast. PlayStation Plus Essential Roundup. This is for the Essential Tier only, so the base tier, for the month of May. Sony announced last week we are getting Grid Legends chivalry 2 and then descenders I'll give you guys a little bit of the information about these games so grid legends is a 4 out of 10 difficult racing game it'll take you about 75 hours i don't i believe the 75 hours is for the platinum but i'm not 100 sure but i do want to throw out there there's four dlcs here so if you're someone who cares about getting 100 on your list and you don't want to buy dlcs maybe avoid playing this one and try and find a different racing game Cause there's a good chunk of like 20 or so trophies there that you won't be able to get if you don't buy the DLCs chivalry Two, the large scale medieval battling. I don't even know how you describe this to me. It looks like a battlefield game, but with medieval characters, just massive uh, like large scale battles across these huge open fields and castles. And I don't know, 40 to 60 players in the game uh it's an all online game so keep that in mind it's a five out of ten difficulty for the platinum it says it takes about 40 hours um but i imagine that might be kind of skill dependent and situational dependent i know there's some trophies where you have to get so many kills with like a loaf of bread i don't know how common loaf of bread is in this game so or i wouldn't bank on 40 hours being on the nose accurate and then um I'm personally probably going to check that out. And then Descenders, uh, five out of ten. I believe this was previously on PlayStation Plus Extra. So Sony's doing that little thing they do again, where they slipped it, took it off Extra, and now they're slipping it to us on Essential. Mm. Um, Wankers. Yeah, Descenders is a downhill biking game. So fly down a hill, do some tricks, uh, navigate the side of these mountains and try to not fall and that's a five out of ten difficulty game four playthroughs 30 hours there is a dlc pack so similar to grid legends if you're going for the 100 be ready to shell out some money for dlc yeah so i think my if i had to throw a pick of this one something worth checking out i've heard nothing but great things about two i peruse reddit All the time, way too much, and I've only seen positive things about that game, so I may check that out at some point. Colin and Daryl, what do you guys got for our list here?
0: I'll be quick for you. Fucking 0 for 3 on this, mate. None of these. None of them getting added. None (laughs) of them getting played. (laughs) Go next.
1: Uh... (laughs) I will say, Chivalry 2 definitely uh, has caught my eye Um, when Slugger was describing it. Like, a massive battlefield... You know that sounds pretty cool so i'm just imagining like these large-scale battles with swords and you know maces stuff like that it seems pretty cool but the trophy list for the game itself the ps5 version is bugged but you know how the um psn profiles it tracks it there's like zero out of a hundred or whatever it's showing up that stat count is showing up for like trophies where it's saying kill 10 enemies but the tracker saying zero out of a hundred and then the one that uh, Slugger also mentioned, like killing enemies with bread. Kill thirteen enemies. The tracker is saying zero out of a hundred. So some weird business going on. You fuck that,
0: bro. <laughs> mm. n- no, yeah. thank you.
1: I would like to kill people with bread. You know, Just throw a <laughs> loaf like, of bread at their face. Not
0: another multiplayer. It's not happening. There's no way. It's <laughs> the meta,
1: dude. That's one shot right there. Oh. Bread. Bread with some butter on it.
0: Mm. mm-hmm mm-hmm you're oh, not yeah. con- you're Let's not getting get in me, on dude. this you're not convincing Let's do me. It. <laughs> there's no way to
1: it's not happening Screw dude. the vision man no download that shit <laughs> two. top of the list right now <laughs> oh god damn it all right happening. good I'm glad, I'm glad we we agree we're playing this game i just next.
0: can't believe yeah no, it's just like, it's not even, none of them are even tangentially interesting to me for some reason this month. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just like so like heads down, I got to do these things next or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. It feels like one of the weaker months to me for trophy hunting and also because of the thing you mentioned about Descender Slugger where it's like, it was on extra and now it's on essential. Like, there have been a couple of really strong months this year, but this month feels poor for the essentials lineup.
2: Yeah, it's not the best, but,
0: but no, but hey, you know, they're. I don't think it's
2: bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have two pretty Grid Legends and Chivalry 2. I would consider those triple A, I guess, maybe double A for Grid Legends, but then a nice little indie sprinkled in there. It's a good mix.
0: Yeah, they're, they're by no means bad games. That's true. That's true. Cool. All right. Well, good, good stuff. Thank you, Slugger. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Appreciate the roundup. Okay. So with that, let's get into what we have been playing. I'm tempted to throw it to you first, Daryl. Are you prepared? Would you like to, would you like to go first?
1: Sure. All right. I haven't really been playing much, so I I don't mind going first. Okay. Very well.
0: Very well. Take us in.
1: So like you just heard, haven't really been playing much. I've only been playing one game. Um, Actually, I take that back. I've been playing a few games. Slugger and I boosted uh, Doom Eternal j- recently, which was a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, we did that and uh, got some trophies in the process. So we did that. Um, the both of us, as long um, as this was, a few other Discord members, Skrillist, Toaster Bunny. So that was a good time. Uh, let's see. But the game I've been really going hard on is none other than Resident Evil 4. Let's go. So... I'll- I was a bit jealous. I was a bit jealous, I got to say. You know, (laughs) because when you and uh, you, Colin, and Slugger both did your first playthrough, you guys ended up with like a 60% trophy completion, which kind of had me um, wondering where I was going to end up on my first playthrough, because I didn't do any of the treasures and then do the kill the Verdugo, then do the uh, stop the elevator ride. So, you can imagine I probably ended up a little less than you guys, which actually did end up happening. I think I had a really low, disrespectful, um, unrespectable 40-something percent completion. (laughs) 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 So, I had a really low completion percentage, which I was like, damn, I'm pretty far off from these guys. So, not, not to say that's what kind of prompted me to go this route, but the route I took is probably the one that most people would not normally do because it's not the funnest. You definitely have some moments where you're like, oh, why did I do this? And I definitely had those moments where I was like, man, f- screw this. I'm going back on assisted. I'm doing exactly what Colin did. I'm going to do four to five playthroughs. And it had me like wondering if I should do that. But The route I'm talking about is professional. So, I went straight into professional on my second playthrough. I did professional. So, when you do professional, um, you know, when I did it, I didn't have any of the bonus weapons. No Chicago Sweeper. No Infinite Rocket Launcher. uh, Infinite Rocket Launcher. Didn't have any of that. Didn't have uh, Ashley's Armor. So, I didn't have any of that stuff. I just went in. Base game. Default. Nothing. And my hope was to do professional. And get the S-Plus on it. Because then if you get S-Plus on Professional, you also get the S-Plus for Hardcore and Standard as well. So those trophies stack when you do the Professional and get the S-Plus. And that was my whole point of doing it that way. Which is absolutely the hardest way to go about on this Platinum trophy hunt. And luckily, I was able to get S-Plus, man. I was able to get it. And I got it a couple nights ago. And it was like the best feeling ever. It was so good. I was so happy. But I would highly recommend you, anybody who is thinking of, like, how to get their platinum, don't do what I did. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> It's definitely not the smartest to, uh, route to go. Now, I'm only going to say that because when I did professional. It took me almost two and a half weeks to finish it. And it's not long but what really turned me off from playing is like always the constant notion in the back of my mind. is like, am I going to get S plus? And to get S plus, you got to beat the game um, using 15 or less saves. And you got to do it within, you know, five and a half hours. So every chapter, man, every time I died, everything that I was doing, I was constantly thinking about, I'm not going to make five and a half hours. There's no way I can do it oh no 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 way so i kept thinking to that thinking about that and it put me off so much dude like there's some days where i was not playing it because i was so afraid of like failing that run mm. so because of that reason don't do what i did i would definitely try to go into professional with the big guns the bonus weapons stuff like that to make your run a little bit easier or you can breathe you know but certainly um you know if you been on this journey with us for a while now you know i'm not that kind of player so i definitely <laughs> made things harder on myself um the dumbest that was probably the dumbest thing i could do but it definitely had me it had me like oh i was so enticed from the beginning dude i was like can i do this professional with nothing so that's what that's what hyped me to go yeah so,
0: i mean so just for context too because we compared this the other night um we looked at playtime right and having. I think your play clock currently was only like a, maybe five or six hours less than what mine was after having done four playthroughs because because professional is that hard. You know, you have to replay sections that many times sometimes to get through them. Yeah.
1: So now that I've gone through professional, got it on S+, I'll kind of give you guys some tips and tricks. That way you weren't like shitting your pants like me, like I was doing for two and a half weeks. <laughs> so every... The game is broken up into three sections. The village, the castle, and the island. So the village, hands down, you need to beat that part in under two hours. If You can get to the castle. Like, not get to the castle, but actually get to the part where you get into the audience chamber. You can get there in under two hours. You're coasting. You're making good time. The island... You got to get there in under four hours. I made it just a little bit over. I think I got there in like four hours and 10 minutes. That's even better. That's still on track. So two hours, got to beat the village, make it to the castle. Four hours, you got to get to the island. And that that should be pretty much like guarantee you S+. plus. Of course, I utilize like a lot of skips. I did a gl- uh, glitch list and I use skips that are out there on YouTube right now. Uh, let's see, skip, skip, skips. So the wrecking ball. Two heavy grenades worked like a charm. Two grenades at the anti-air gun. That worked as well. Uh, what other skips were there?
0: Yeah, there those skip? two are a big one. Did you the guy who like lowers the the walkway in the castle? Did you skip that with yes. the flash grenade or whatever? Yeah. That one with the flash
1: grenade. Uh there's a lot of skips out there, and I used all of them that, that weren't glitched. So, definitely make use of them. They definitely help get you some some decent run times. It definitely helped me out to to get to where I needed to be in, in good time. And let's see. There's something I wanted to call out about that game. Oh. Oh, my goodness. The, 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 the Professionals just sucks. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Professionals <laughs> just sucks, man.
0: Dude, it's balanced. Guys...
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> the guys grab you from a mile away holy shit man i'm like what the hell mm-hmm. and the fact that they do so much damage when they grab you it's unbelievable i can't re- even begin to tell you how much i want to that was so annoying but yeah i threw professional s plus let's see so right now i have uh let's do a quick check definitely at like 80 something percent with that game now so i'm definitely happy uh i'm at 82 percent with 30 of 40 trophies right now so right now i'm doing my fourth playthrough so my first playthrough was just a blind playthrough second was the professional her was at the time uh no heels no merchant and knife and gun only i gosh as As hard as I could try, I could not do the no damage or the the no heals. Because once I got to Salazar, that's where it really just screwed up for me. I couldn't kill him. Mm. So I definitely had to use my my heals during that fight because... Uh, just the the clunky move, movement and how move, how fast he moves. Oh man, he sucks. So I definitely had to give up on that. So my no heel run, I'm just gonna put that on my fourth playthrough, which I'm currently going through right now. And that's where I have like the infinite Chicago sweeper. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna have to be my my main gun because I don't have enough right now for infinite rocket launcher.
0: Yeah, so, it's two million I think for that. It's a lot of money.
1: Yeah. And what I did, too, is I I basically sold everything. And, like, when I start my runs now, I don't even have, like, a starting pistol.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I ended up doing, too. And, and then yeah. uh, the, the good news is you can do the, since we've talked about it on the previous episode, you can do the um, mercenaries mode to get the hand cannon. And that's way faster than getting it. Well, you have it already now, but for people listening, like, you don't do professional s plus on your second playthrough (laughs) get the hand cannon from mercenaries mode and that'll make your other playthroughs easier too so
1: yeah i I really was tempted to go through mercenaries and just get the handgun just to kind of like give me that equalizer on my professional run Mm -hmm. but you know i was just like you know i could do this it sucks but i think i can do it and the the more i did it the more i was able to like get to a chapter um, you know, do do these pretty cool step skips. Um, there, it was pretty cool, dude. Just like being able to like run through certain areas and like just have the enemies like stun locked or just like in the middle of their animation. <laughs> I was just like, this is fun, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just running past everything.
0: Speed runs are good, man. I'm telling you, Resident Evil makes speed runs a fun experience. I find.
1: So funny story. So I, I used my last save. Um, towards the end of chapter 15. So, the the part where you get to, like, the um, area with the navistadors. It's the area just after the regenerators and the body bag, and you have to open the door. Yes. So, my last save was just after that. So, I had to go through like a big old area with navistadors, all the soldiers, the big brew with the the freaking nail gun. I had to get through that, and then just, like, get through the the area with um yeah the cave the big chamber room yeah the cave and then like do the boss battle and then get out on the jet ski so i once i got to the jet ski part like i was out of saves so i had to I had to do that in one go, or I had to restart from that point. That's such and a it long got... gap. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so long. It, it's not hard, but it's just like I really did not want to do it all again. Right. And the, and the trophies were within my sight. They were at the end of the tunnel. I could see the light. But, professional on the jet ski, dude, I bumped into like the first wall and I was already like one shot. Like, one more hit, I definitely would have died for sure. So I was like shitting bricks, dude. Like, I went hella slow. And on the professional run, they give you just enough time to get out of there. So by the time I, I actually got to the end, I only had like five seconds left to spare. I was like shitting bricks, dude. I was like, no, I don't want to do this over again.
0: Yeah, dude, they give you, like you said, just enough time on professional. It's so it's like down to the wire. Seriously, even if you do it perfectly.
1: Yeah. And what even scared me most at the end, and this is, like, every Trophy Hunter's night- nightmare come true, is, like, the trophies I worked for, the trophies that took me, like, two and a half weeks to get, did even pop. It gave me the beating the game in under eight hours trophy, and that was it. So I was already in panic mode. I'm like, no, no, this is not happening to me. No way you're, like, taking these trophies from me, man. But luckily, when I checked my profile, they were there. Oh, but- yeah i was really worried
0: yeah the moment of of truth there the same thing happened to me on the challenge run i don't know if it happened to you too slugger where i got to the end of that and then it was like i was supposed to pop like four or five trophies and only one showed up or like actually popped and then i had to go to like my notifications and i could see all of them there
2: i don't i don't think that happened to me all mine popped
1: back to back to back oh shoot man Lucky dude, because I definitely would have been like creamy myself if it was like all of those trophies popping. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, that's
0: what I wanted, right? I was like, I'm gonna, I'm doing this all at once, so I get like all four of these like silvers. I'll get a gold. Like, yeah, it's gonna be sick. And then wait, what? (laughs) I just had one.
1: You give me the one that I was even like aiming for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Game in under eight hours. I don't care about that. Give me the professional trophy. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty much my spiel on Resident Evil 4, so my plan, which will probably have to be postponed because I'm going on vacation, is to platinum the game once I come back from Japan, because uh, I won't be able to do it all. I definitely don't want to, like, you know, stress myself out. Oh, yeah, you know, the platinum, I have to do it before my trip. It'll be way for me when I get home, so, um, yeah, I'll probably pa- pop the plat in, like, two weeks from now.
0: And Well, and you've got the hardest part over, so. Hell yeah. Yeah that's that's fantastic very cool sir well congrats on getting that run done i know we posted on twitter when you when you did that too so congratulations typical daryl fashion making the playthrough really difficult
1: (laughs) (laughs) typical
0: yep but well done well done all right um slugger uh i can go second do you want to go second we haven't talked about it but I'm, i'm good with either one what are you feeling
2: i guess i can knock mine out unless you have a like real big desire
0: no, no, go ahead. Go for it. Let's go to you next. What do you, okay. what you got for us?
2: I said I let the listeners know. I let them know the 13 games I'm playing. Uh, So buckle in for Sluggers Power Hour. Um,
3: <laughs> Here it goes. <laughs>
2: no, I'm gonna... I'll list everything I've been playing. I think I'm only gonna focus on one since we've been kind of going long, and I'll give first impressions on uh Like a Dragon Eshin. So that's one of the ones I've been playing, Like a Dragon Eshin. Been... Chipping away on that. I believe I'm on chapter seven now. Okay. Really enjoying it, but I'll come back to that. So, my old Vita, my PlayStation Vita broke, which is part of the reason why I have so, like, popped up on here, or it looks like I've been playing a lot, but really I haven't. So, some of the Vita, or my old Vita broke. I bought a new one from Japan for like 125 bucks, lightly used. It's in great conditions. I'm friggin'. Loving having a working beta again and diving back into that. Uh, so I've been, like, doing a bunch of these <laughs> little crappy free-to-play games that I started forever ago. Again, more daily games for me to, like, slowly chip away at. So I got My Singing Monsters, which is actually kind of cool. You raise these, uh, you breed these little monsters, and you plop them on an island, and they sing songs. And it's cute. Mm. So My Singing Monsters, uh Gun. This game called Gun House. I've been jamming away on, on Vita. That one's gonna be a grind and a half. You have to play a hundred days in each level. There's a a day and a night. So, or one day is a day level and a night level. So really, it's like two hundred levels um, of this puzzle game. So that one's gonna be a a long, long grind. Mutant Muds Deluxe. I did that on Vita. Got the hundred percent on that. Pretty cool little platformer, kind of short. Not, it's a little difficult, but not too bad. Uh, just a little indie game. This game called Crazy Market. It's a Vita game. Uh, you literally use the touchscreen, and you're a uh, like a clerk for a grocery store, and you got to like scan the items, and items are flying across the belt, and you got to pick them off the belt and like scan them and throw them back up. And the last Vita thing I've been checking out was Run Sackboy Run, which is a PlayStation Vita, free to play, Sackboy, boy like. Uh, you know that game Subway Surfers, or stuff in that same vein. It's yeah, essentially I that.
0: I kind of know what you're talking about.
2: With a little sack boy. A sack man. Yeah. So that's the Vita stuff. I dove back into, or sorry, I played this point and click game called Demetrios actually kind of fun i actually kind of enjoyed it i used a guide through the whole thing so i got the platinum really quickly but i actually enjoyed the story point and click games i'm not gonna lie i always use a guide because it's really frustrating to try and figure out how they want you to use like a pencil to fix an elevator or like a pencil and a quarter and a piece of tape to fix an elevator that stuff drives me nuts and i never feel like smart enough to figure it out because uh, yeah. it's always the most ridiculous solution but this one had a pretty interesting story. I got that one for free from uh, the developer of the game on Twitter, because they were promoting the PS5 launch of that game. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, I played a little bit of I Am Setsuna. I'm not sure if I said that, but, I man, I've been slowly chipping away at this game over the last couple months. I really need to just dive into it and just do it. And then rise of the tomb raider i knocked out all the single player dlc i'm currently waiting on pat the trophy hunter so we can knock out the co-op together on one of his streams uh i think we're gonna try and do that sunday so if you're listening to this right now on sunday that he's having a marathon stream so jump into twitch right now if you're hearing my voice that's right on sunday when this episode launches Let's see, doing Doom Eternal Grinding with Daryl and Toasted Bunny from the Discord. And a little Skrulls jumped in there for a bit. I got the Platinum in Persona 4 dancing all night. I was going to talk about that, but I'm going to scratch that since we've been going on kind of long. I do want to say the Persona music and the Persona soundtracks are hands down my favorite soundtrack in a video game. Like, these songs are banging. I've actually, like... I. Got the platinum on this stupid dancing game. I don't even know what... I like rhythm games, I'll be honest. <laughs> but uh, all week, going to work this week, I've literally, like, on the drive tune from work, I've been throwing this soundtrack on because of this dancing game. So, I'm, like, hooked right now. Or hooked on music. And last but not least, the main game I was going to talk about was this game called Curse to Golf.
0: Never heard of which, it before.
2: Which is... uh. Now I get to dive into my notes because this is the main game I'm going to cover. Yeah. First, of golf. Uh, was developed by this. I believe they're a new developer, Chuhei Labs, because I tried to dig into them. On at least on PSM profiles, they don't have any other games listed on there. They were published by, or the game was published by Thunder, Thunderful Publishing. Uh, I. That didn't ring a bell to me, but I looked up what other games they've published, and they recently did uh, that LEGO Brick Tales game. And they published this other game called Papercut Mansion, which I've seen. I actually followed the developer of that game on Reddit to see him posting like development updates and how that game is coming along. It looks like a really cool game. I'm I'm probably going to check it out at some point, but I'm waiting on a sale. So yeah, hey Labs. Thunderful Publishing. This game released August 18th, 2022, so it came out last summer. Uh, There's some stats on the game. Not a very popular game, unfortunately. It only has, well, the PS5 version. These are all PS5 stats. 370 game owners, two recent players, only 35 platinum achievers. I was number 35, so I snuck my way into the top 50 there since this game's not getting a ton of love. Uh, it has a nine point four six percent platinum rarity uh, on place on PSNP, and the average list completion is twenty four percent. My favorite part about this game is the the uh, distribution. So we got one platinum, mm. eleven golds, mm-hmm. and two bronzes.
0: Oh yeah, no
2: no silvers. I don't know what's up with that, but uh, those eleven golds, man, those shot my completion percentage like through the roof. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> through the roof aka 0.11% point, Yeah. .05% point,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is like freaking money bags for me.
0: Yeah, that's a big it's big time.
2: So a little bit about this game. Um very much your typical indie game when it comes to the art style uh really cute like pixelated colorful artwork. But you play, I believe he's called the Wee One. I couldn't, I didn't want to reinstall the game to look, and I couldn't find anywhere online where it actually says the player's name. But I believe the first, like, ally you meet in the game calls you, he's a Scotsman, and he calls you the Wii One. But you play <laughs> him, and he's a professional golfer. And in the beginning of the game, he's struck by lightning, and he's killed, like, right on the final hole of the tournament. And he wakes up, and he's in, uh like golf purgatory as a ghost. And like I I was saying, you meet allies along the way through this game. So like he wakes up in golf purgatory and you start talking to this guy who's the Scotsman. And the Scotsman says like, oh, you want to wake back up? You want your body back? You want to come back alive? You got to finish all 18 holes of golf purgatory to get out. And then the big guy will let you escape. So that's the general gist of the story. Here's the hard part. If you know golf, you're thinking, oh, 18 holes, that's easy. I'm going to beat the game in like an hour. No, these holes are ridiculous. And <laughs> if you lose at any point in the 18 holes, you go all the way back to hole one. So you could be on hole 17. You're crushing it. Oh, you landed in water. Oh, you hit traps. Oh, you, you, you know, you're losing your ball left and right. And next thing you know, you lost all your balls. You got to start all the way over. Fuck. so uh, i actually call it the the first golf like trying to play the developers tried to do a play on words with like roguelike they're like oh it's the first golf like game which uh uh-huh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it is a roguelike though um as you progress i think every four four or five holes you unlock like a permanent ability that will carry with you through the game that makes it easier and easier to progress later on but yeah it, I don't know how. So the way this works is like, it's like a side scrolling golf game. You can only look to the left and to the right and up and down. It's on a 2d plane. So it's, it's not like you're playing like PGA tour or something where you're looking behind your golfer, golfing out into a 3d space. Like you're just shooting the ball left and to the right. And these courses and holes that you have to go through are like nuts. Like I kind of alluded to traps earlier there's traps all over the place. Like, if you hit spikes... So I'm going to talk about balls a lot. How this works is you start <laughs> each hole with, with five shots, or like five balls. And they have these statues scattered through the level, and if you break a statue, you gain more shots back. So maybe I take three shots, so now I only have two balls left if I hit two more shots. I'm going to be out of lives and I lose. But if I hit a statue along the way, I may get like two or three extra shots. Mm, Okay. Now get level while you're smashing these statues to make it to the hole. And these holes are really long. Like by the end of the game, I had some holes where I had taken like 40 plus shots to make it to the, to the hole. I was maybe spending like 20 to 30 minutes per hole. I guess not that long. It was more like 5 to 10 minutes. But still, that's kind of long when you're talking golf. But yeah, lots of traps to navigate around. They do give you... I don't want to call it a card system, but it's kind of like a card system. They give you like abilities to navigate the courses easier. Uh, So after you, you gain money for beating a hole, after you beat a hole, you may get like 500 bucks, And then along the way, you can stop at this store... And buy, like, a card pack. And it'll open up a random selection of, like, five abilities you can take to the next hole or throughout your journey through the 18 holes. And there's things like, like getting a little rocket booster on your ball. So as soon as you hit the ball, the rocket booster activates, and you can control the ball flying through the air for, like, five seconds or, you know, something like that. That's an example. One of the worlds, there's, like, a cave jungle world where there's, like thorns and vines and if you hit the ball into those thorns or vines your ball will get taken you lose a ball and you have to retake your shot but one of the power-ups is like you can turn on or make your ball a fireball so if you activate the fireball and hit it into those thorns it'll actually destroy those thorns and doing stuff like that you can actually open up like shortcuts to progress like different easier ways through the level so they really want you to like use and abuse the abilities. I made the mistake early on when I was playing this where I wasn't touching the abilities. Kind of like how when you do an RPG, you have a crap ton of health potions and you never use them, and by the end of the game, you have like an overabundance. Right. I was doing this and I was making like the early part of the game way harder on myself because I was just sitting there ignoring all these abilities I had and started like toying with them, and I'm like, oh my God. This completely changes the game. Like it makes the game way easier, way more fun. I'm actually liking it now. So, yeah, I talked about allies along, along the way. Like you meet these golfers who have been trapped in purgatory as you play through the game. And I think they're designed so well. They have, there's one called the Explorer, uh, the Forgotten, and then the Greenskeeper. And they'll all kind of. Help you along the way after you beat their challenge so you normally golf in their specific level so uh the first level is like your typical golf course nothing too crazy the second level you're in like the sand dunes um so there's twin pits and sand traps and stuff like that the third level is like a cave jungle mixture and then the fourth level is like it reminded me of like bowser and mario it's like a lava world Ooh, there's nice. tons of fire everywhere and dragons and stuff like that, and those levels change every like four to five holes on your way to 18 holes. That's kind of the gist of the game, though. Hmm. Now, if if you've played golf, you're probably thinking, oh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Let me talk the trophy list. The trophy list is like super, super basic. And when I read some of these trophies, you're probably going to think like, this is easy. I don't know what you're complaining about, Slugger. Like it can't be that frustrating <laughs> because there's For completing nine holes, Uh, completing well, completing the first nine holes, completing the last nine holes, uh, finishing a hole in three shots, four shots, or four, three, two, and one shot, Hmm. and then trophies for completing each ally's challenge. In the shot one specifically, I was looking at when I first started this finish a hole in four shots, three shots, two shots, one. I saw that and was like, Those are going to be a joke. Like, I've played plenty of golfing games. I hit birdies and eagles and stuff like that all the time. Like, not a problem. Well, remember earlier I said some of these holes took me, like, 30 to 40 shots just to make it to where the hole was. Yeah, holy crap. Um, So it takes a little bit of... For those trophies specifically, I do want to talk to you. How I ended up doing it is one of the levels I just got a really good, like... Oh, sorry, I should have started with this as well, talking about the level design. It, it's randomized every time, like a roguelike. So every time you finish a level, if you die and repeat that level, it's going to be completely different. So you can't really like learn it. It's going to change as it goes. Which means you need a perfect setup to be able to get a hole-in-one. Um, because every now and then, you'll get lucky, and the hole can spawn like really close to you. And what happened to me was... From where I was teeing off, there was the ground. And then below the ground was another layer of the level. And the hole was right there, like right below where I was teeing off. And what the game wanted me to do was like work my way all the way down to the right of the screen. And then drop a couple levels and then work my way all the way back to the left of the screen. If that, if you can kind of visualize like a horseshoe shaped 2D plane, I had to go all the way down to the right down a level, and then all the way back to the left. Yeah. Um, I had a power-up that turned the ball into a drill, which allows me to just drill through the ground to a lower level. So what I ended up doing was I realized I had that, and I was like, holy shit, I can do it right now. I can get the whole one right now if this drill works. And sure, shit, it works. I activated the little drill ball. The ball shot into the ground. I controlled it through the ground, and it popped out a level below where I teed off from. Dropped it right into the hole, boom, finished the hole in one shot. And I was so stoked because uh, EDJ3DG's been, he got the platinum on this recently and he was like complaining so much about this trophy. And it just like worked out perfectly for me. And then what I ended up doing was I cheesed it a little bit. I had a cloud save at the start of that hole because the weird thing was if you finish the hole in one shot, it doesn't give you the trophy for two shots, and three shots, and four shots. You have to do each trophy individually.
0: Oh fuck that, dude. So, Come on now.
2: Yeah. So I luckily had a cloud save right at the start of this level. So as, as soon as I realized that, I got the hole in one shot and then I went back and then purposely missed a shot and then used the drill ball and got the, the finish the hole in two shots, rinse and repeat for three and four. Um and I was talking to EDJ 3D G afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Like Once I found the right hole, like I just loaded my cloud save a couple times. And he's like, dude, I never thought to use a cloud save. He's like, I literally just had to wait for the perfect RNG for four holes. Oh, like, my God. Trying to get that difference. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I can't imagine because it took me. I probably played like 30 or 40 holes before I saw the perfect setup for that. Yeah. Overall, like I didn't really liked this game at first but kind of reflecting on it i i i enjoyed it once i learned to start taking advantage of the abilities i started to like really enjoy it because you can get really creative and create shortcuts like i was talking about you can go up or down levels with drills and your rocket boosting everywhere and it gets a lot of fun if you do this trophy list in this game legit and try to make it from hole one to hole 18 without dying like you're gonna have a a really bad time and it's gonna be very very difficult i was talking about the cloud save earlier you can totally cheese this trophy list because every time you beat a hole you can just close the game upload a save to the cloud go back into the game and do the next hole and if you fuck up on the next hole instead of like restarting back to hole zero you can upload your cloud save to your system and then go back to the hole that you just failed on and try again So I once I kind of realized I could do that, shout out to EDJ3DG for calling that out because I was gonna try and do it legit. And he's like, dude, just do the cloud saves. Yeah. So he helped me a ton with that, and it made this game way easier and way less stressful.
0: Yeah, that's that's Uh... hidden knowledge right there, dude. That's some new tech when you use the clouds cloud saves, making your life easier. Like to see that.
2: It's so useful. And then I guess I guess how i want to close this out i do want to shout out i i was telling you guys privately but it's funny to bring up i started to do like a full trophy list review when i was writing my notes on this game so i was talking about the artwork and (laughs) what the trophies are called and stuff like that so i'm going to back off of that but i do want to give a shout out to the artwork on the trophy list i think like it's a really colorful trophy list there's it doesn't seem like there's any type of uh I don't know. Like it, all the other games, like you get a gold trophy and it's cool. And it's, or sorry, it's like cool. The artwork is gold or the <clears> bronze, <throat> bronze is colored bronze. Like it's not like that at all. Like it's a very colorful, there's greens and reds and blues and purples and all sorts of colors. Really dig the artwork on the trophy list. That is Curse to Golf. That's, yeah, buddy. That's the big one I wanted to talk about. And like I said, I am playing like a dragon Ishin I was going to give initial thoughts on it, but we've been going long. I That'll probably be... It's, it'll work out perfect by the time we do our next what we've been playing. I should be... I should beat it or have it beat by then and have a bre- pretty good chunk of the Platinum done by then, hopefully, because that'll be in about four weeks. So uh, stay tuned to hear my thoughts on that, I guess. I don't. I will say I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's essentially, if you like Yakuza, you'll like this. So I would say if you are really into the Yakuza series and you like those and you haven't played uh, Ishin yet, definitely check it out. I'm having a blast with it. So I guess that's it for me. Unless you guys don't have anything, I will pass it to Colin.
0: I would just say that I'm excited to hear about your Ishin review because I know you like uh, Yakuza so much. So that's going to be cool to kind of hear your thoughts about how it compares to some of the other more like mainline series, like did the time jump work well, you know, or the different setting rather work well? Is it yeah, that kind of stuff. So should be pretty yeah, fun.
2: I, I, I would love to dive into it a little bit more right now, but I think it'd be doing it a disservice. I almost want to wait till I beat it and experience more of the trophy list, and then really spend a full block of what I've been playing yeah on it. So I'll I'll hold off for now. Initial thoughts, loving it.
0: That's fantastic. Good to hear. Good to hear. I know you were looking forward to that one. So, yeah, cool. Well, lots of stuff. That's that's really exciting. You've been jamming out on tons of shit, dude. And like we were talking about, I'm, I'm a little more singular focused. I can't do that many things that quickly. So I had to do one at a time. And what I wanted to start with was ukulele, which was a cleanup game for me. It took me, oh, of course, right when I... Let me pull up a stat for you guys real quick on how long it took me to complete. Because I think it was several years. Yeah, four years and nine months to get the platinum in this game. Cannot believe it. It took me so long and having gone back to it, I actually enjoyed my time with it a, a decent chunk. I think the beginning starts a little bit slow, but I'll get into that here in a sec. Let's just go over some basic info. So, is published by Platonic Games and or, uh, developed by Platonic Games, published by Team 17. Daryl, that is the same publisher as Dredge, the list that you reviewed a couple episodes ago, so I wanted to call that out. That was pretty interesting. And it came out on April 11th in 2017. Quick background on the game: uh, Playtonic, the studio that developed it, was founded in 2014, and it had a lot of the former members of Rare. So a lot of this game has very apparent Banjo Kazooie DNA in it, and it's really trying to harken back to being one of those old 3D platformer collectathons from the N64 era. There's even a filter that you can apply in game, which turns everything into 64-bit. And it's a really cool way to kind of run around some of the worlds, although I didn't use it for big stretches of time. It was still fun to kind of look at. And this game was a Kickstarter game, and they reached the goal within basically 24 hours to get a million dollars to to fund this game. So I thought that was pretty interesting that if true, I mean, I'm sure there is more money than that that was involved, but million dollars for a game nowadays is is nothing. You know, a lot of these big studios that are developing games that are that you're buying for 70 bucks they're spending a couple hundred 300 million even on something like god of war ragnarok or you know marketing all that kind of shit that goes into the playstation first party horizon games stuff like that so million dollars is like chump change and another interesting fact is that this team is partially owned by tencent very weird uh, that they would have a stake in this but they do have a minority stake in the company so i thought that was strange Like I said, a lot of the game is Banjo-Kazooie-inspired. comes down to the music as well, which the composers of previous Banjo games worked on this project. So we had Grant Kirkhope, who worked on Banjo-Kazooie, Donkey Kong 64, Perfect Dark, and Goldeneye 007. There was David Wise, who worked on the Donkey Kong Country series, and then Steve Burke, who was another Rare employee. So it's just so apparent when you're playing this game, even for someone like me who never played Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie, Back in the day, this is what's going on. And the love for, like, this style of game is very apparent. You know, they play it really safe in the sense that the characters don't have, you know, spoken dialogue. It's kind of, like, gibberish like it is in those games. And the whole cast of weirdly anthropomorphic creatures that you interact with. And the story is somewhat nonsensical with one big baddie, a hub world, and, you know, some, like, a hub world that interconnects other main worlds that you explore. And... This game has five hub worlds, which might not sound like a lot, but each of those is actually relatively big, and each of them contains 200 quills, so you can think of those sort of like coins in Mario levels, or the music notes in Banjo-Kazooie, and then there are 25 pages per world, and you can think of those like stars in Mario. So there's the the sub-objective, and then the main objective. You get pagies by completing various tasks. And usually they're puzzles or platforming challenges. Sometimes they're races. Sometimes they are boss fights once per world. You get a pagie for collecting all the quills in every world and then doing other things, which include like old school arcade games and sections that are like on the rail minecart like platforming stuff. So it's a really good range of activities in each of the worlds. And Probably the hardest part of that, from a trophy perspective, is finding all 200 quills. This, the advice that I have is that there are these things that are called tonics in the game, but they're basically like little buffs that you can apply to your character. and You can have one selected at a time. There is a, a a tonic that lets you hear a sound cue whenever you're near a quill or a collectible. And so if you're playing with headphones on, it's really helpful to be able to kind of know like, okay, like, Yeah, I can hear something near me. There's got to be one. Even if I can't see it, I should do some sort of weird platforming and try to, like, find it. Um, There was only one quill on the very first hub world that took me so long to find that I eventually had to look it up. But the other four hub worlds, I actually found all of them pretty regularly, or pretty normally, I mean, without having to use a guide. So that was pretty good. And, yeah, that's kind of the general structure of the game, right? You're going to be going through each of these worlds, collecting everything you'll unlock different moves along the way so not necessarily metroidvania in some sense but i guess in others it is in that like these will unlock previous areas of levels that you couldn't access that you'll go back and get pages from and then you'll have to use that new ability to get through the hub world to find the new like subworld to explore stuff like that so there's a little bit of you know backtracking that's involved with that whether or not you enjoy that is going to be up to you i I found it fine eventually once you had enough of the move set to make navigation more fun but in the beginning of the game you know going to world one and being like wow i can only get like really half of the stuff in here right now did feel kind of bad and that's why i think getting to the point where you you have more moves really increases the speed with which you start to collect stuff and i think that's when the game gets pretty fun at maybe i don't know five to to ten hours in something like that Uh, This game did take me about 24 hours to platinum, 24 and a half, give or take. And I did have to use a guide for some of the pages. I recommend the Hyvory Hub, Hyvory H-I-V-O-R-Y, on YouTube. They have good guides for all the pages and some of the other collectibles in the game. And then other than that, it's not one that you have to, like, really pay too, too much attention to. Nothing is missable. You get to explore all the worlds again at your leisure after you beat the game and none of the boss fights are too crazy though there's a couple that had difficulty spikes that had me you know taking maybe 8 or 9 tries to you know really get through them so i thought that that was was pretty interesting big difficulty spikes there in a few spots at least for me um, and I, but really what i would say is the main draw of the game is sort of the aesthetic charm and the harkening back to like the old school platformer collectathons and i really liked that you could play a game like this And SpongeBob was the same way, too, where it's like you do combat in the game, but it's not the main way that you progress through it. You know, we play so many games where it's like we're just shooting stuff all the time. We're kicking ass like that's cool, but it's nice to play something more chill every once in a while like this, where you're just kind of jumping around and platforming and racing and solving some puzzles and stuff like that. So I would actually recommend this game. I think I came around to it more as I got through it, I'm glad that I went back and cleaned it up. And I would say maybe overall, I'd give it like something about like a seven out of 10, maybe seven and a half. If you like platformers could maybe be six out of 10, if you're someone who doesn't like this style of game, but either way, it's certainly good and worth playing and checking out. So that ukulele, And then right before we recorded, I got the platinum in the Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story which uh, it's actually a really common platinum already 40.7% for the PS5 version. I did this in about 16 eh, maybe 15 hours all in one playthrough and there's only one thing in the game that you have to look up at all which is the silver wing locations which are kind of like the collectibles in the game. There is one per stage. So it's never that crazy and the map is very linear when you're going through it. So I, I really recommend, you know, that if you're going to play this game, which I hope that you do, that you actually don't really look up too much. You don't really need to. The, one of the things that I wrote down, because I didn't type up as much stuff as I did for ukulele, I just took like a couple quick notes, like when I was playing. One of the things I wrote down was the economy and how balanced it is. Um, when you're going through levels in this top-down brawler kind of action RPG, you're killing just enough enemies, finding just enough chests, and exploring just enough to always get a couple lore notes, the resources that you need to upgrade something, and a way to like improve your character. It, is, it balanced out perfectly to where without even looking anything up or doing anything out of the ordinary, I was maxed out on all of my my base operations, like my smithing, my spells, my equipment. It was all maxed out, and I was fully maxed out for my stats without even really trying. And I only had about 4,000 extra resources at the end of the game. And I think that just goes to show, like, if you just clear the levels as you go, they set you up so well to get the platinum in this game. It's just really well designed. The list is, like, well thought out. And I thought that was great. The game focuses on Silas, who's a League of Legends character. And he is basically being persecuted because he's a mage. So he breaks out of, like, the prison that mages are kept in in this society and starts a rebellion. And I don't want to spoil too much because the game is pretty new. So that's kind of the gist of it. You collect more rebels on your journey as you go through different stages. And they will help you by doing certain things, giving you certain upgrades, or coming and joining your rebellion outright. So there's quite a few characters that you interact with there. It takes place in Demacia. So you're going to interact with a lot of those League of Legends champions. I think it's safe to say, you know, we talked about the trophy list last time, but like Lux, Garen, Jarvan, Shyvana, a lot of the people that you would expect are going to be there. And their characters are well-written, the dialogue is well-written, the theming is very adult, you know, talking about how oppressed people in society become oppressed, what they can do to kind of counteract that, also how we rewrite history to to, you know, it's written by the victors, right? So something that is passed down in society as truth could be a blatant lie for hundreds of years and you don't know it. All things that you kind of realize actually happen in the real world, too, and we just don't even necessarily think about it sometimes. The, the various narratives that were fed about the society we live in. So it touches on stuff like that. And the score I wanted to call out, like the music is, I looked it up, it's actually the same guy who worked on the music for The Rune King. So I wonder if Riot Forge, the publisher, is is really happy with this guy's work and he's kind of teaming up with all these studios. But very thematic, very fitting. And yeah, just really cool. There's a subplot that you find out in the very first mission of the game about who killed the king so the same day that you break out of prison and start this rebellion the king dies and the the government pins it on you because they're like well it's this guy he's the rebel leader it had to be him but you find out very early on it wasn't you and i thought they were going to just drop this story thread because they didn't touch it for like 13 hours after that but there's a really satisfying answer to that that i won't give the spoiler for but it just they wrap things up really well from a story perspective in this game. They, everything comes full circle. Nothing is said for no reason. It all is little hints, and it kind of all plays together really, really well. And there's some references to other League characters I don't want to spoil. Fun little Easter eggs. And the last thing I would say is just that the combat is really cool. You have melee abilities, of course, but you can, with the left trigger, steal the spell of any enemy on the map. So every enemy on the map has like a primary spell that they cast. You steal that with the left trigger and then you can recast it with the right trigger. And on top of that, there's six different elements in the game. You can think of these like Pokemon. So every element is super effective against one and not effective against the other. So the combat dance is basically the mix between dodging, going in close for melees, stealing spells from certain mages, using them on other types. So stealing the ice mage's spell to cast on the fire mage that you're fighting stuff like that and then there's like natural enemies to like certain monsters and and things like that so there's a mix between like human type enemies and monsters which is really fun all in the context of like a pokemon style choose the right spell for the occasion and it just works really well it's fast paced it's frenetic and the game does something really cool there's no trophy for the difficulty so you can play it on whatever you want which i don't necessarily always like but there's even a slider bar that you can use. So if you want to turn up Silas's max health or, like, reduce the damage he takes, you can do that, but keep all the other settings the same. You can make you deal more damage and keep all the other settings the same. You can, you know, stuff like that. And, and that's actually what I ended up doing is I played on normal, but I turned up Silas's, like, damage dealt by, like, 20% because the enemies just felt a little too spongy. And it was perfect for me to play through the game like that. You know, I I I wanted to feel like a badass, like League of Legends champion. So having to hit basic enemies sometimes like fifteen times to kill them felt like a little much. And so when I did that slight tune for me, it kind of like made sense. And by the end of it, you're so overpowered, I probably could have gotten rid of it. So it kind of works out in that way as well. But yeah, that's kind of all I'll say about it for now. I think it's you do yourself a service to check this game out. It's thirty bucks. Maybe wait for it to be a little bit cheaper. But the art style is gorgeous. The writing is really good. The stories, like the themes are mature. They're they're well-written. And it's a really great outing from Digital Sun. I think this is only their second game. They're located in East Spain in Valencia, I believe. Um, the really small team as well, but it's, this game is awesome. And I think this is two for two for me with Riot Forge. These League games are fantastic. Um, some of the most interesting games I've played each of the years I've played them. Rune King is a very cool turn-based RPG, like I don't think enough people check it out because they think, you know, it's League of Legends I, I can't do it. I don't play League. But, like, check the games out. I'm telling you. Like, if you like fantasy and you like RPGs, you're going to like both of these a lot. So, really good stuff. And, uh yeah, that's what I've been playing. Any questions, boys?
2: What one did you like better? That doesn't feel fair. They're two different genres. But if you had to pick <laughs> one you liked more, I think what I, one would you pick?
0: I think I liked uh i think i liked this one more okay than rune king and i also think it's the easier one to recommend as it's a shorter experience with no missable trophies so if there's one that you're curious about checking yeah. out like definitely check this one out and i'm gonna get convergence when it comes out later this month so i'll let you know how that one is that one looks to be more of like a platformer so that could be interesting too um yeah really good so thank you boys for for cool. going over that some good stuff and good updates there. So I didn't write new lightning round questions for this particular episode. I apologize. I'm realizing I forgot to do that. But I will give us the update on the scores because, uh, hey, we got we we got we got some new answers here. And so it's going to change things a bit. If I recall correctly, we talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, I didn't do too well. So let's take a look at it. Our questions from 419. So the first question was, how will the hundred or yeah, how will the hundred percent be for Horizon Forbidden West on the next recording date? So on PSM profiles, now that the DLC was out and New Game Plus DLC is already there, what's the hundred percent going to be? I said seven point one three percent. Slugger, you said one point two five percent. Daryl, you said three point three percent. The correct answer is zero point seven seven. So that's going to be let's go. Yeah, that's going to be points to Slugger. I don't know what I was thinking with that 7.13. I was real ambitious on people returning to the game because of the DLC. But, man, what are you going to do? Yeah, so well done, Slugger. Points there. Next question we had was, which of the Final Fantasy games, 1 through 6, that were newly released at that point in time, will have the lowest platinum percentage at the next recording date? I said Final Fantasy 2. Slugger, you said Final Fantasy 6. And Daryl, you said Final Fantasy 5. The correct answer is Final Fantasy 6 with a 13.8%. How insane is that? My Crazy. theory work. Yeah, I think it's that, and also it is the most complex of the lists from what I've like seen and gathered. So, yeah, I think it's just... Man, well done. I was going off of like the more popular ones would have more plats, you know? And, I didn't know about the yeah.
2: list being more complex, but I feel like I, by that point in time, I think we are seeing people start to post platinums, and I notice way more final fantasy one platinums compared to anything else yeah so i was like man i i feel like people are just gonna go in order like they they're gonna want to get this collection and just kind of go in the chronological order i at least that's what i would do
0: yep i know and you were uh you were spot on sir okay last question that we asked was star wars jedi survivor will get a blank user score from metacritic on the next recording date for the ps5 version I was really gung-ho. I said 93. Slugger, you said 91. Daryl, you said 88. The correct answer is 86. So, Daryl, that's a point to you, sir. Well done.
1: Ew.
0: Yeah, boy. <laughs> he's so excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's past Daryl's normal bedtime, so I'm sure he's quite tired.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm being there.
0: You just po- you're just you just poking, huh? You're poking the bear. <laughs> All right, guys. So, I didn't have any news. <laughs> he new... just woke up to say, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Yeah. <laughs> So no new questions, so we'll, we'll call it there, and we'll do you know we'll do our spiel and, and get out of everyone's hair, but that's it for this episode, episode 84, what we've been playing. We've got some vacations coming up, like we talked about at the top, but we will be back in a few weeks' time to do our episode on Trophy List Reviews. So before we, we go, Daryl, where can people find you at?
1: Uh, you can find me, the Tall Simone Guy, on Discord, PlayStation Profiles, and on PlayStation Network. See ya. That's right, boy. Slugger, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on PSN profiles and the PlayStation Network and Discord at Slugger JD. You can find me on Twitter at Slugger underscore JD. And I want to take this time to just do a quick shout out for our uh, podcast Twitter. If you're listening to this and you're not and you're a Twitter user not following us yet, feel free to uh, check us out. And that's at Trophy talk pod that's right Very easy
0: the og trophy talk pod you know no numbers after it no so. numbers <laughs> very good sir and you can find me on youtube twitch uh psn xbox league twitter uh, all over the place ck present discord ck present you got it and yeah check out the twitter thank you for listening to the episode really appreciate it if you could leave a positive review or a thumbs up or share whatever way that you want to support the show would mean a lot and thank you if you've gotten this far you guys the real mvps so we'll catch you next time in episode 85 until then happy gaming take care and goodbye